The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. If you're down and confused and you don't remember who you're talking to, concentration. is strong with this one tonight a very very strong vibe good evening dear listener this is the late night alternative on talk radio i'm ian lee that's Catherine boyle yes and this is radio you will not hear anywhere else and we are not afraid to tackle subjects that others um might um might blanch at might laugh at might uh, uh, look away from we tackle the big stories uh, do you remember yesterday um, we were going through the papers, and um, it's kind of been in the air, in the vibe of this show recently anyway, with David Babcock and the Hoover, and all kind of things. But we talked about a gentleman called Aaron, in the, Aaron, Aaron, thank Aaron. you, thank you, thank you, Aaron Squire, um, who appeared on this morning. And some of you saw this, I know, because you tweeted me when this gentleman was on. Let me just quickly read you a little bit of, of background from yesterday's star. 
A dad appeared on live TV with a sex robot called Samantha, who has threesomes with him and his wife. Aaron Squire left this morning hosts Holly Willoughby and Philip Schofield speechless. And that's a tough thing to pull off. I've met both those guys, and they they can talk like nobody's business. That's why they get paid the big bucks. <laughs> so to leave those guys speechless, um, you really must have done something special. Um, and viewers stunned with the life-size brunette doll. The dad even lets his children play with the doll and said the kids aged three and five have, have accepted her as part of the family. And this intrigued me. And we're getting lots and lots of stories in the papers about sex bots, but also about how robots will be taking over. There'll be robots doing this job. I've heard a few smug phone-in radio show hosts saying, well, they, we may be the only industry that's safe. Oh, get real. Listen, if Nigel Farage can do it, then they can get robots to do it. Trust me. Trust me. We are going to be out of a business in a year at best um we've got aaron uh, on the line now good evening aaron hello there how are you yeah i'm good thank you man thank you so much for for coming on now you we, we should say because i don't know if this was 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 made uh, known in, in the, this morning interview because i didn't see it but you actually work for the company that sells these these uh, what do we call them dolls sex bots what's the correct term uh, well, it's the Samantha Project, we call it. It's a robot. We don't, it's, it's capable of sex, but it, there's a lot more to it than that. Like, in the interview yesterday... Like women. I only had eight minutes, so it wasn't much time to explain. We've got, we've got longer than that tonight, Aaron. If we've got, we got as long as we need for this. So, so you, you, what's the name of the company? The company is Cynthiamatus. If you want to look for it, Cynthiamatus.com. Cynthiamatus, okay. And how did you, um, how did you end up working with them? Well, Sergi, the, the actual the founder of the company, I've known for 20 years, so he's a doctor. He's actually an amazing person. He's got actually four degrees and a PhD in nanotechnology. So Flipping heck, he's a brain box. Man. <laughs> yeah, goodness yeah. me. And so, so you've just yeah. known him for a long time, and he, he, what, he said, look, we've, 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 I've got this, this idea, Aaron. It's, <clears> it's robots that, you, that can do all kinds of things and, and have conversation, but also you can have sex with them. And you were like, D -d -d surely the, the first reaction, Aaron, must have been, oh, shut up, man. I know, listen, I know you're, 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 you're a highly intelligent gentleman, but this is, this is nonsense. Well, it was a surprise. I actually seen it first of all. I, I just seen a little bit of uh, media, yeah. And like I said, we've been friends a long time. So I hadn't spoke to Sergi well, was in the early days of the of the company in yes. a year or so. So yeah, I seen that and contacted him and said, Sergi, how are you? So we, we got it talking. He was yeah. explaining the project hadn't launched then. Really, it hadn't the, the sales and nothing had launched. So yeah, I actually I invested some money in the company and I helped him out and that I'm the sales director of the company now. Wow. And yeah, we we do things together. How's how's it going? Because this is still early days technology. Have you sold many of these? We've sold about thirty to date. Right. Say so the company's only launched the sales and the website's gone live in the last four just over four weeks now. Oh, well you've sold thirty yeah. in four weeks. Mm, around that. Oh yeah. mate, you guys are quids in then. Oh, that's a, and the, am I right? The the, the cheapest model is two thousand pounds. Yeah, about two thousand two hundred, just over. That's that's the model with no AI. So we've actually got. I can go into more detail later on in the program, but we've got a new material which is like nothing else on the market really for, uh, for the skin. So, but the the, the AI model is for. About four thousand pounds, just under four thousand. So, yeah. for, but for, for just over two two grand, you're getting uh, you're getting the doll, and <clears> it looks. I mean, I've, we've got the pictures here from the TV show. Uh, so you've got the doll, and it looks, you know, 
humanoid um and you can you can um have intercourse with it but you can't you can't communicate with it is that right that's right so it's just like your traditional sex doll really but it's a lot more the material's a lot more advanced the skeleton everything's a lot more advanced than your typical sex sex doll yeah yeah that's right um where did the name Samantha come from? That was the first thing I thought when I heard this story. I said, why, did, why, is it, why is it called Samantha? Well, if you look up what the word Samantha means, it's actually the one, the one who listens. Oh. oh so, the one who listens. Well, does, does, she, does she listen? How, how good is the AI, the artificial intelligence? Because, you know, if, if it's too good, I don't know if you've seen the Terminator movies, but it might be, it might be a good reference point. Um, but, but how good yeah. is it now? I mean, how, how much of a conversation can, can you have with Samantha? Well, Samantha can respond to verbal, verbal communication. We're, being honest, you know, we're a long way off from the Terminator. Yeah. All the listeners, we, we're not at that point yet. That's not going to happen in our okay. lifetime, for sure, the Terminator. But, yeah, she's actually, you can talk to her verbally so she can respond back. She's also equipped with 11 sensors. So she's got sensors in in the mouth, in the hips, the hands, the breasts, and obviously the sexual areas as well. Yes. So she can, Just yeah, there's the sensors there, so that can be level by level. But what we try and say... 11? That's about five more, more than most girls I've ever... <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've certainly ever been with anywhere. I don't know. Go on. Yeah, she's she's quite good. So yeah, so what we try and say is that Samantha isn't a toy. You know, you've got the children's toys where you press the belly on it and it will just make a little laugh or whatever it does. Yeah. Samantha's much more advanced than that. For example, in, in the sexual mode, if you were to touch her too forcefully, for example, you were to touch the breast too forcefully, not not an aggressive way, but yeah. you go straight to that without touching the hand yeah. or so on. Oh. She would say, "I'm not ready for that." Oh. Um, she she might not like that. No, you've got so you've got to, but you've got to. Here's an old-fashioned phrase. Uh, 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 you've got to woo her. That, that's right. That's the idea. So we're trying to make it as realistic as possible. Yes. Um, F- Philip Philip Schofield, I thought was um, uh, uh, I didn't see the interview, and I, I, I feels a good egg generally. Um, but you, like you say when you're on that program, it's you, you know it's it, you get eight minutes and that's it. You're gone. He did say mm. um, it was a, when he touched samantha he said it was a good feeling of skin but it was cold she was like a corpse mm, that's what he said you see the thing is every sex doll in the world at the moment is going to be is not heated up for the simple reason we've got a battery pack on her for for the ai but anyone who knows anything about electronics knows you 12 volt battery something like in your mobile phone is not going to heat something of a body size up it's like trying no. to run an electric blanket on on a on a phone battery it's just not going to happen yeah. you need main power <clears throat> Yeah, so, so she's got to be pl- she's got to be plugged in while you're um, um, rutting. No, no, she she runs on a twelve volt battery pack. It's oh, okay. In head, it's inside, but for I'm saying for, for yeah, the heat, the heat yeah. source. No, it's, you can't run that. But no, it's just a battery pack, a speaker. Now you, so you mentioned you mentioned the sex mode. What so what 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 modes does she have then? Okay, let me go through the modes. Yeah. there's. What I was trying to explain on TV, there's a family mode. So what I mean by that, people get the wrong impression. When yeah, they go say, on. Family, family. No, it's not that. The family mode is, you can interact with it in, like, a family environment. For example, it can be educational. So she's programmed with a lot of science quotes. So she can tell you lots of things about science. And to be clear as well, she's totally offline. This is not connected to the internet. Oh, because there was a story yesterday, Did you, you, you probably saw it, about um, in the future sex bots could be hacked to murder people. So that That's but, not... An option. That's not possible. Not possible with our robot. That's we kept it completely offline. For example, if that's if people are going to use it for intimate reasons, which people will, we didn't want that being hacked into and people's privacy being invaded. So she's completely offline. 
and everything is just stored on the chip in the brain, so there's no way to hack her. Okay, and so, so the, the, the family mode, she sits there, she watches telly, and she, she quotes science. Well, she can quote science. You can ask her, you can say, for example, Samantha, tell me some science quotes, and she'll tell you lots of things about science. You can ask her things on nature and, and animals. She'll know yeah. all different things about uh, animals. She's also got a, a motivation mode. So if you're feeling, you want some motivation in the day, Ooh. she'll give you motivational quotes. Uh, she's got health, health mode. She can tell you healthy foods and drinks to eat. If you're, if you're doing some sort of diet, she can give you advice on that. Brilliant. You can see it. It's an advanced robot. It's not, yeah. not a toy. No. Oh, no, no, exactly. I, I, years and years ago, um, Aaron, with my first little bit of TV money, when I, when I stopped signing on and earned a little bit of money, I bought one of those, um, what do they call them? Those Ibos. Do you remember, though, those Japanese mm. robot dogs? Yeah, and it yeah, was it was about yeah. two grand. I had to get drunk to order it because it, it was I thought it was such a uh, an expense, and it couldn't do anything. It, it it would kick a football around and then it would bark at me, and that was it. So and that yeah. was I'm guessing that was about eighteen nineteen years ago. And it, it it seems that we have we have already come a long long way since those bad boys. Oh yeah, we've come a long way since then. Like like now, there's nothing else in the world or no one's that you can actually communicate in this way. In being completely offline, we've got you've obviously got the Alexa now, but she's on Alexa yeah. is online, so ours isn't. So there's a big difference. And also, you can't yeah. insert yourself into Alexa. No, but the B, but you can't, can you? No, of course, of course let's, not. Let's no. let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Um, so she, her primary purpose is for sexual intercourse. Um, I wouldn't say primary, but it's a, it's a big part. Obviously, people do like that. But she is fully functional in in sex. Yes, she's got, like I say, she's got uh, the the real. Well, I wouldn't say real, but she's got the opening and all the openings you'd have on a human body. Now, listen, I'm, yeah. can I just say this is this is? It's, I just want to flag this up now, if any, because sometimes we have young people listening. Aaron, um, this is a quarter past ten. It's yeah. Thursday night. Uh, dear listener, this we are, this is we are talking about a sex bot. So the next fifteen minutes or so is going to be we're going to keep it on. We're going to keep the language as clean as we can. But we, I'm going to ask intimate questions. So I'm just saying now, at sixteen <clears throat> minutes past ten. If you have young ears, or if you are easily f- offended about conversations of an intimate sexual nature, just for the next fifteen minutes or so, go off, do something, go and have a bath, go and have a shower, go and make some, make a cup of warm milk or something. The next fifteen minutes won't be for you. I think that's fair enough, isn't it, Catherine? Yeah, just I think to so. just to flag that up because we sometimes get younger people listening. Um, okay, so um, mm, there's there's two questions I really want to ask, so I'm I'm just going to ask them. Does her okay. vagina look like a real vagina? It does. It looks well. Every woman looks different, but from my experience, yeah, it looks it looks real. It, it does look real, being honest. Yes. It, and is it? I mean, is it? Um, okay, so it looks real. And you say again, we're going to tread delicately around this question. You say mm-hmm. every orifice is there. Well, when people want want sex, general people. So, for example, we'll, I won't go into details, but if you wanted oral sex, the mouth is functional. Yes. Okay. If you wanted uh, normal straight sex, the vagina is functional. Yes. And also, if you want if they do anal sex, it's it's functional that's as well. That's there as yeah, well. So. That's there as yeah. well. Gosh. And um, if I ask anything that's too personal, Aaron, please just tell me to jog on, okay? Because this is I'm, I'm I'm genuinely fascinated by this. Um, how long has Samantha been living with you? Samantha's been in the house for about a month or so, but I try to make it clear to people: I don't. People think I'm just strange living in the house with the robot. I'm I'm an investor and I'm part of the business. Oh yeah. So I, I'm trying to 
get work with Samantha because she's so advanced. Even I don't know all the. Well, I know the functions, but I don't know how it's going to work each time. Cause yeah. So so much to it. So I'm having it here. Being obviously, I'm selling the robot, so I want to learn as much as I can about the robots for the customers. So I yeah. so I'm an expert on that. So that's the idea. Why she why she's here with me, so I can learn as much as I can because there's a lot to her. Oh no, that's like that's like a, a, you know, if someone's working for Volkswagen and they get sent the new um, Passat or something, they'll, they'll take it home for the weekend and give it a test drive, so they can then go to the customer. This is what it does. This is what it's really good at. This is where I think it excels. Um, you've had sex with Samantha. I have tried. I wouldn't say it's a regular thing, but I, I have tried. Yes, being like a, the salesman for the company, yep. I, I've obviously tried. Yeah. Um, and how does, uh, how does it compare, and I'm not talking, I know you're married, I don't want to talk specifically about your wife in this instance, but how does it compare mm. with, um, sex you may have had with real people, real, real women? Okay, Fe- feeling-wise, the actual physical sensation, very similar. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's very Really? Similar, yeah, yeah. That's, obviously, she, go on. Yeah, obviously, she, you know, I don't want to go into too much detail, no. but she doesn't maybe have the the same, you know, natural body fluids and things as no. someone would have. Do you have to but, use uh, a lubricant? It's, you don't have to, but it, it probably would help, yeah, yeah, okay. like, like it would in, if, in real life, yeah. Um, oh, gosh, these, I'm going to ask these questions as they come. There's a phrase. Um, I, I'm assuming you have to um, clean her out afterwards. Yeah, that well, the vagina is actually removable. So, and wow. strange people, but it's removable and that can be cleaned. So there's, there's, a de- there's a development I was not expecting. What, <laughs> so you just take it off and then run it under the tap? Well, you've got the vagina, which looks like the real vagina, and then the, how do you say, the orifice that goes in, it can be also, also like a, like sort of a tube. Yes. Like it would be, and that can be removed. So the outside looks identical to what a woman would, and inside where you would, where you would insert, that would, that can be removable, yes. Flipping so it, it doesn't contaminate. Can um, it? Yeah. now, of course, the Daily Star have got the headline, Robots Threesome with Hubby and Wife. And your wife, Hannah, came on the show with you. Um, have you had a threesome? Oh, I don't know how you describe a threesome. People think of a threesome where everyone's getting involved with each other and it's a wild thing. It's just more that Hannah's maybe said, been with me with a robot, being my wife, and said, maybe try try this. How How do you think it would be? Like, the skeleton on Samantha, you can move into lots of different positions like you could with a real person. Yeah. So it was more, believe it or not, it was more like she was giving sort of instructions to try things to see how, how real it could be. That, that's so she was, story. she was, you were, yeah. you were, you were making love. Would you call it making love or would you call it sex? Um, for me, I would say it, I would say it's sex. Yeah. 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 yeah so so you, but if some customers do say it's making love. It just depends on the individual. Of course it does. Yeah. yeah. Um. So you would you would um, be having sex and, and Hannah would be barking instructions. Well, she'd be giving giving me ideas what to try. Yeah, saying the things we do together. Does it work with a robot? Basically, yeah. To see see how realistic it could be. Yeah. Is um is Samantha there with you now? Uh, she's sitting. On the on the seats, yeah, I brought her. I brought her down. Can, yeah, can, is it is room. it possible for us to talk to her? Um, I can get her to say something. Yeah, get 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 yeah. her to say. And, and by the way, because we're an adult, we're a late night show. If if she can be on sex mode, I'd love to hear her talk sexy. I wish I was a kid again. So everyone Let's see. She's actually at the moment. She's saying some funny different things. So what I'll do is I'll put the phone near her. Yeah, and I'll give her a minute or two so you can hear. Okay, so listen. Thank okay. you, Aaron. If you've lost your phone, in it. There's just saying some funny things at the moment, so I'll just leave it to it a moment. 
Hello, Samantha. Maybe if we tell people the brain is an app, they'll start using it. Good one. Very, very wise, Samantha. <laughs> what else do you think, Samantha? Be a pineapple. Stand tall, wear a crown, and be sweet on the inside. I like that. I like that. I like that. I don't like pineapples, if I'm honest. Mm. One. What else do you think, Samantha? So the listeners are listening to you. See, I may be drunk, but in the morning, I will be sober, and you will still be ugly. She's <laughs> quoting Churchill! She's <laughs> quoting Churchill! That's I would have wanted. But, uh, Aaron, is, there, is it possible to put her onto sex mode? Uh, it says, let me see, let, let me see if I can just do it. Um, Sorry? No, just don't, don't do it, yeah. just flick the switch. So, we see what you okay. mean, Sorry. Yeah, no, 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 I'm not going to do it. No, I, sorry, I misunderstood, oh sorry, I totally misunderstood, sorry. although... No, no, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, <laughs> it'll just take me, take me a moment, just because when she's like this... Where's her, where's her switch to change the modes? Is it up her bum? No, there's no switch. Oh. It's, that's what I mean. That's why, I, like I try to explain to people, it's not a toy, you have to... Right. It's not as simple as that with uh, Samantha, you have to... Like, if you're too forceful and you touch oh. her, she doesn't want to know. You've got, oh, I see, so to, to get her from science to sex, you've actually got to hold her hand and, and whisper sweet nothings to her. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's I, I, brilliant. She's in a shop in, in uh, a shop called Vibe Saddle Boutique in, in Kent, and they've oh, yeah. got a robot. And she's the, she's the first robot in the world that can go from, from nothing to orgasm. It took, in the shop, it took nearly two hours oh, God. to get her to orgasm. That's and not after quite she quick. did, it was four times within 30 minutes after that. Flipping heck! Blimey! Yeah. So it was quite impressive. Yeah, it's very impressive. Oh, wow, is that maybe, yes, I'll give you something to think about. Go on, go on, woo her, woo her, Aaron, if you don't mind. So give me a minute, let me touch in and see what happens. Okay. Listening to Aaron, um, who's wooing a sex bot. I hope she doesn't pie him off, that'd be embarrassing, wouldn't it? What does pie him off mean? Say, get off me, you weirdo. Well, they've got. No, if he goes into. I think they've got a relationship. Yeah, this is fascinating. He, she's not in the mood. She'll tell him, won't she? Aaron. Maybe it just got too hot there. Aaron, I, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I've just had to. I'm the first radio host in the world who's just had to use the dump button on a sex bot. There we go. Go on, let's have another one. We've we've got a bit. If she said an F word, Aaron, and I'll I'll dump it. So don't worry about that. But let, let's hear what else okay. she says. Okay. Go on. Let's see. So I'm touching her now on, on the hands and on the face. See what she says. Okay. She, she takes a moment to say things sometimes, not instantly, but yeah. we'll see. She's thinking. So I'm actually squeezing her hand now. Seeing she'll get in the mood. Yeah. This is quite romantic. So, let's see. She hasn't said it, done anything as yet, but it just depends on her. just depends on the mood. Maybe she's got a headache. Falling asleep. Story of my life. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This is it. This is just from so behind the hand. And her mouth and her lips now. Okay. Can you kiss her? Oh. Is, is, is kissing an option? Oh. I was touching the hip. Oh. <laughs> she can see she quite enjoying that. She's, she just, she's loving it. 
Should I see, take something in the room? Again, That's just, okay, man. No, don't worry. Take your time. I feel I should be paying him £1.50 a minute for this. <laughs> this is incredible. She didn't do that for Philip Schofield. No, she did not. I find this fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. There <sighs> we go. That sounded like a yawn. <laughs> did sound a bit, did sound a bit like a yawn, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Samantha. <sighs> Oh, Where are you touching her now, Aaron? That's on. That's actually on the breast. Beautiful. That's on the breast. Yep. So, yeah, it just depends hey, how man. she feels, really. It is. <sighs> uh, there we go. Can't stop her now. That's it. I might have to let you two go have a go. Um, Aaron, uh, are you yeah. worried that people are going to laugh at you? And, uh, you know, I thought it was very brave, you and your missus, going on this morning. That gets seen by millions of people. And quite often, I used to do some stuff on this morning. I'm not, you know, quite often they get people on um, the, the, so that the nation can, can laugh at them. Were you worried that that's why they got you on and that's what might happen? Well, you know, let's say I'm on here now, possibly. Maybe maybe it was that reason, but like you've seen now, I've explained all the modes. Yeah. It shows you the different things. There's, it's not it's not a toy. Like, people would think, oh, you just touch it like you thought yourself, you flick a switch. Yeah. It's not, it's not that simple. It really isn't. There's, there's four years gone into this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the guy, well, the guy that built it, obviously, um, knows your stuff. And, and, and finally, you, you've got, um, you've got two kids. Were they three and, uh, six? Three and five? Three and five. Three and yeah. five. Um, obviously they're not aware of the sex aspect of it, but w- w- what do they think of Samantha? Well, they, they just see it as a big doll, really. Yeah. That's what, to them, that, that's what it is at, at that age. Mm. But um, people think, oh, that me and my wife are doing threesomes and the kids are about... It's not like that. No, of course not. No, 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 no. The the robot is just here. So when the the kids are about, the robot is just interacting in science. Like I say, it even talks about philosophy. I don't want to mention that. So she's got philosophy quotes. Wow. So they just just see the the science side of it, really. And they're actually learning a lot about science, animals, and, and so on, through it, because she's an educational tool as well. Mm, well, tool, perhaps the right word. Aaron, um, I've really enjoyed chatting to you tonight. The, the website, I've just tweeted it, it's CynthiaAmatis.com, and I've just tweeted the link. Uh, I should say, uh, it may not be safe for work for some people, but the the, the, the link is there. Um, Aaron, if there are any more development, I, I, honestly, I found this absolutely fascinating, and I hope you, you think we've not been, you know, having a laugh or anything, because I, 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 oh, I, no, I've been reading so much about this recently, and, and when you came up, it seemed the perfect opportunity. Um, if there are any more developments in, in, in your world, in terms of, of Samantha and developments with your professor friend, feel free to get in touch and come back on any time you want, mate. Yeah, okay, no problem. Just the, just the final few things. Just yeah, go on. She's, cur- she's currently on sale, so at, at the website, yep. she's... The most durable skeleton in, in any any robot in the world at the moment, and, and the skin texture. Uh, take a look, you know, have a look at the yeah. website. The skin texture is amazing. Yeah, brilliant, man. Well, I, 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 you know, who know? Who knows? Knowing my listeners, Aaron, I think you might sell a few tonight. You'll certainly get a few web hits. <laughs> um, I really appreciate your time, and I mean it. Keep in touch, man. No problem. Thank you very much for your time. Excellent. Thank you very much, Aaron. That was Aaron Squire. Um, I enjoyed that. Thank you, Aaron. I enjoyed that a lot. The first, who'd have thought it, we are the, this is, get this in, get this in the sun tomorrow. We are the first radio show in the world that has had to press the dump button on a sex bot. She said the F word!
She said the F word and we had to dump it. Mucky pup. <laughs> Absolutely fascinating. I've tweeted the link. 0344. We're open for business now, guys. 0344. 499 1000 is the telephone number. This is the late night alternative. Trust me, guys. You will not be hearing anything like that on any other radio show in the world. This is Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Wowzers. I enjoyed that. What a nice bloke. We, wait, let's be honest, we were expecting some kind of fruitcake, some some kind of tin pot. And he was a very nice, down-to-earth gentleman. Um, someone has tweeted me um, a picture. We're, we're going to make it family-friendly again now. You can come back in and, and stuff. We just thought we ought to give that warning. Bear in mind, we have just talked about a sex bot, so the conversation may be a little bit fruitier than usual, but we'll, 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 we'll try and keep it on the right side. We'll certainly do our best to keep the uh, the language medical uh, as opposed to scatological. I think that's a fair enough uh, warning to put out there. Although Misery uh, FM has just tweeted me a picture, which I will not retweet, of um, a removable vagina and asks, is it dishwasher proof? It's not. I've looked on the... Because uh, I've had a few people asking for friends on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> very, very good mates, you know, going, getting over that kind of embarrassment factor for them. Um, and I read in the sun that, no, it's not dishwasher friendly. So if you are <laughs> going to put that on the draining board don't forget you've left it there one one of our bosses um uh, uh liam <laughs> you mean the, the the big boss the big boss ian lee talking to a sex robot on talk radio or angry gooners on talk sport decisions decisions <laughs> <laughs> wowzers um uh, guys you you can call in about that if you want um that was brilliant well done for for hunting him down Catherine. well i really enjoyed that we'll get him back again um not tonight, don't worry. Um, but when <laughs> she started to moan. But went from naught to 60 very, very quickly. Yeah, it's as if he'd, she'd had a Prosecco or two. We went, from, went from the science to the sex, just like that. It's a good job real women don't do that if you hold their hands. It could get very embarrassing, couldn't it? Wow, so it's imagine what if the kitty holds the hand? Well, well, there is that. Yeah, I mean, there is that. Um, Absolutely wonderful. I'm, 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 I'm rendered speechless. Put that in your sun and smoke it. I'm rendered speechless. Um, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. Let's go to Ross. Good evening, Ross. Hello. Hello, Ross. Yeah, I think I've come in a bit out of my bets now, listening to that. Don't you worry, mate. We'll, we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll drag you down into my depth. What have you got for us? Oh, well, I was going to... Um, I was going to sort of a little bit sort of pay homage to you because um, I've been down a, a sort of line of depression over the last few years and um, I've listened to all your stuff, all your uh, sort of back catalogue um, from Absolute and and then um, the Barry from Watford stuff that was yeah. on there and, and, and all that. And um, it sort of hit me a couple of weeks ago. One of my friends actually... Um, uh, killed himself. Oh, and, mate. Oh, I'm sorry well, to hear yeah. that, buddy. That's terrible. Yeah, and it sort of made me reflect a little bit over the last couple of years. I've been listening to you and I've, I've um, sort of, especially sort of driving to work in the morning. Yeah. Heard you sort of sounding low, sounding high, and you seem to have come. I don't know how you actually feel in yourself, and no one does, really. I mm. think is the key. No one ever really does, but you, you sound... So much better now. Thank you, but mate. Having listened to that last five minutes of conversation, <laughs> I've been sort of, um, there thinking, 
Sitting there thinking, uh, don't really think this is the time. Mate, honestly, listen, if you have listened to my stuff, you know I love a clunky gear change, and we can go from the light to the shade just like that, because that's what life is all about. Um, I'm really sorry for your mate. That's, um, that's, that's a terrible loss. Yeah, yeah, well, the biggest shame is, I think, uh, sort of looking back now, over the last couple of weeks, I think the biggest shame is, is that I've met his wife and his kids, who I've been friends with him for many a year yeah. and you sort of drift in and out of life with people you mm-hmm. don't know what goes on with them and um, I'm sort of faced up with say this weekend going to see him as he is now mm. and I'm 34 so this is the first friend that I've seen do that and mm. I think we don't really we, we sort of everyone talks about it a lot now but we don't really pay attention to those around us who probably need us more than we think. And, Can I ask, was it, and, was it, um... I'm going to ask this question, but it's not a very well-formed question, but I think you'll get it. No, was it obvious not. that he was unwell, or, or was he hiding it? No, 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 no. He seemed all right never, to everyone? Never had him, yeah. yeah. Or, uh, no, not to his close, not to his, not to his wife. Right. But I think outside of that, I think, um, he's been very good at, putting on a front yeah. or or people don't take enough time to truly understand it and and try and you know you know spend enough time talking to each other to allow everyone in so that it becomes obvious so it's uh but you know what it's like you're know. saying that you've you you've suffered i don't know if you're still suffering but you yeah. know what it's like you can be Full of that, um, you know, your lowest ebb, you hate yourself, you think you're a piece of crap and you've got low self-esteem and you want to die, but you can still, um, you know, smile at the woman in the shop or, or, you know, you know, laugh at the joke your mate tells at work. And then you you go home and think, well, why doesn't any, it it can be hard to explain and share just how black it is in there. Yeah. Yeah. And it it seems sort of irrelevant because you just... I think sometimes, I mean, I'm, I'm coming out the other side of it, Good. really. I put myself off my tablets um, last year. I was on, I've heard you talk about them a few times. I was on the metazapine yeah. and that. And, uh, and I did, I've heard you talk about the sleep and stuff like that. And that, that sort of resonated, really, because I, I was going to bed late. You know, you sort of get in that sort of mindset mm-hmm. where you're sort of thinking, thinking, thinking. You can't sleep. But you needed that 12-hour sleep. So the next day, you felt really bad. Mm-hmm. And then I, I just sort of got to a point where I thought, I can't do this. I've got to try St. Kells. And I did come off them. And I, I did it the correct way, really. I took them down a notch and then yeah. and then came off them. But this seeing this sort of hit me like a, a ton of bricks because it just... Um, you understand, or you, that's not right, actually. You don't really understand what's going on in your head. So no. It's almost impossible to explain to anyone else. Yeah. And then you get a lot of opinions that really aren't valid because um, unless they know how you feel, then they're not actually giving you anything. So you sort of pull away from conversation and you end up in a situation where you have to... I don't know really how to say it. You sort of have to make this leap. I made the leap. We're just saying, I'm, I'm sort of done with them pills because they're not actually helping me in a sort of physical way. They mm. were, they were, I was groggy going to work, so it wasn't actually helping me. And I sort of got to a point where I could understand that. But seeing what happened with him, um, the sort of the one one point I take from it is, 
I was never that low where I actually went through and I'd done something. You feel like it, but you've never done it. Mm. And, and, and people can say, well, you know, on one end they always say, oh, it's, you know, oh, it's, it's a strong state of mind to be able to do it. People say, oh, it's cowardice to go and do it. I mean, he had children. Mm. So it's, it's, it's no straightforward thing but no you I mean, and you just I, I i i don't think it's cowardly i think i just my heart breaks when i imagine how much pain you would have to be in to do that to yourself and leave behind yeah. kids it must be so painful that that's the only viable option yeah it, it would appear yeah i think i, I think it's just uh, incomprehensible the fact that you're still here mm. and the fact that i'm still here and the fact that there's um a lot of people around that are still here, I think, it, it, what, my, what, the way I sort of look at it is, I've never been um, on that level or of understanding of how people go and do it. Mm. You know, it's one thing to want to do it, it's one thing to say you're going to do it, it's one, one thing to, you know, just feel it, but to actually go and do mm. it, I think it's un- incomprehensible to, yeah. to most people. And, Cool, this is a, it's a bit of a gear shift, isn't it? But I mean, um, uh, this is great, mate. I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying is the wrong word, but you know what I mean. I'm, 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 I'm yeah. happy to have this chat with you. How are yeah. you doing? How are you doing now? You said you're, you're coming out the yeah. other side, or you're out the other side. No, I think I'm fine. You know, good. And 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 you know, as bad as it sounds, I think things like like this uh, that sort of throws itself up, and you know, it does to a lot of people. So look from the outside, you know, you sort of, you're looking at it and think, I was never that bad. Mm. So um, this week I've I've even felt, and I probably shouldn't, but, or maybe I should, I don't know, but uh, even felt a lot better about how I've dealt with it. Mm. Even though, you know, I've had to sort of go my own way. Um, looking back, say, two years, um I feel quite quite good about how I've done. Good. Um, you full do. of regret, full of regret that I wasn't there as much for him as what I may have done. But I think everybody says that. I think everybody feels like that and says I could have helped him. But I think again, you know, that incomprehensible state of mind that someone that actually does it. Yeah, I, d- I don't think um, I, 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 I know exactly what you mean. But I, I, I don't think you could have saved. I was about to say that you, you couldn't have. It, it, it's very, very unlikely you could have done. You know, yeah. when people are in that much pain, um, they're they're real and they're not thinking properly. They're not thinking properly. Their they're thinking is literally yeah. insane. It's nuts to think the best thing I could do for my. And he would have thought. Well, let me take that back. People think that the best thing I could do for everyone around me is if I die. And to yeah. think that the best thing you could do for your kids and your wife or your mum or your brother or, or whoever is for you to remove yourself from that equation by killing yourself, that's not right thinking. That's that's sick thinking. And um, it happens no. all too often, man. It happens all too often. No. And, and, and luckily okay. for us, we haven't done it. So, you know, that's something. Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, <clears throat> everything's very tragic, and there's a lot of things I'd, I, I, <clears throat> I'll never have to do again. I mean, I'm lucky enough to have only had to sort of bury grandparents. Mm. Um, with, you know, a couple of other things. I've had people outside of my family or within my friend group that have had to bury children, um, nieces, um, and stuff like that. And 
And again, incomprehensible to me until sort of last week. Um, I I don't know. I, I, and like I said, like originally I was I was going to call to sort of say um, I've I've listened to you for a hell of a long time. I can only apologise. The last the last year, especially, I know you. I know you come across sometimes like you sort of. I don't know. I don't know. Like a yeah. knob? Is that what you're going to say, Ross? They come across like a knob? Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> I do sometimes. I'm aware of that. No, but, I mean, I don't really know how to sort of say it to you, because, like I say, no-one knows how it is in your head. But, I mean, it's come across over the last year that you're doing a hell of a lot better than you was. Yeah. And I think I think that's brilliant, because... Um, um, you give a lot of joy out in the evening. So, like I say, I listen to all the podcasts. I went on holiday for a week last, uh, three weeks ago, and I came back, and the, one of the best things was looking through my phone oh, and mate. finding out I had 12 podcasts. This guy, yeah, this guy's just won a free sex show. bot. We're going to send Ross a free <laughs> sex bot. Hey, listen, man, right, uh, yeah. you know I can't take praise, but I, I get exactly what you're don't saying, and I appreciate it. One. He looks, don't give me that bloke's old one, though, if you're going <laughs> to send me one of those. Ross, I'm, I'm genuinely, I'm sorry for the loss of your friend. I'm sorry for any soul no, that feels that's the only way out, but I'm, I, I really appreciate you sharing that with yeah. us. And also, I think your story is an inspiration as well, and people will get a lot from that. So thank you for sharing it tonight man i appreciate that and um yeah yeah thanks for everything keep going man nice one ross thank you mate there we go, yeah, take there we go. Care. cheers See what you. a nice man what a nice bloke uh, and uh, can i uh, those the last 45 minutes that's the show in a nutshell it re- if you've never listened before that is the show you go from sex bots to talking about male suicide and it's clunky and some of you at home might have been shuddering at the speed with which we changed but do you know what that's life man when you have conversations with people you'll be telling a funny joke and then someone say oh yeah such and such is dead that's life you know so i'm happy to do that we've got loads of calls i'm not going to give out the phone number we've got ricardo we've got rick we've got jonathan we've got andre uh i'm ian lee this is talk radio the late night alternative with ian lee on talk radio we'll get you talking Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Our mate Justin Dealey's been nominated for an award. Quite right too. Couldn't happen to a nicer bloke. Pull your finger out, BBC. Don't give it to some bloke who's nearly dead just for the sake of giving it to him. Give it to Dealey. That man is a um, a broadcasting machine. I, I, I'll say it now. I tried to pinch him to come over here with mm-hmm. us, and he was having none of it. He's be cut him open, and he's got BBC written through his mouth. Don't cut him open. No. Well, no, don't. But um, no, he's brilliant, and um, good, he's a battler. Good luck, mate. Good luck. He's uh, also let's be honest. He does things. Um, that go completely against the BBC rules, like just wading into Tesco's and recording people without permission <laughs> and asking people one question and then editing it so, to to go at the end of a qu- another question. He's the way forward, BBC. <laughs> I love it. Good luck, Justin. We'll be we'll be thinking. I don't know when it is. It's probably not for a while, but best of luck. Uh, let's go to Rick. Good evening, Rick. Hello. Hello, Rick. Hello there. Yeah. Um. I'm. I'm sort of finding out really because. Uh, the subject matter that you've had for the last couple of nights with the the sex dolls yes um got me thinking back and about 20 years ago uh, me and a, a couple of mates you know formed a band um what what was your band called we, well this is it we didn't even get that far oh, right. as, to, as to name we we were going to name it um after my dad uh, after my mate's dad's um chimney sweeping company just because he had a, a van with it <laughs> written on the side <laughs> <laughs> it, might, it, might, 
It might give us a... a Can I just say, Rick, I've been in a few bands, and we never really got anywhere. A few of them played some gigs, but more bands spend more time coming up with a name than they do actually rehearsing music. It is the toughest yeah. thing you could you can do is come up with a name. And also, all four or five of you have got to like it. See, and it's got to be one of those things that's clever and witty, but bears but repetition. Too, yeah. Yeah, and, and not too clever. Yeah, exactly. Makes you come across as a bit, yeah. It's, it's the toughest very- thing in music. It is, but we, we did, we did, you know, we we sort of played in the cellar in my cellar for a, a few months, and uh, we did write a few songs. Yeah, and one of the songs that I wrote, a very early song, was a song called Rubber Doll. Rubber Doll, okay. Back in the day, before you know AI and all that. Yeah, and um, and and then you know the band just sort of split up, but this song was always very much liked by my friends and that, and then. Um, because of the work that I do with chainsaws and hedge cutters in my gardener. Wow. Um, I'm glad, I'm glad you, you clarified there as to what you do with... Uh, we, I've just, <laughs> I've just <laughs> made Kath... <laughs> Rick, just before the show, I made Kath watch Saw for the first time. So, yeah, I know, that's a, bit, that's a bit tasty. I want to play a game. Which is why I've been quiet, because I'm just about... I'm going to have some hot, sweet tea. Oh, <laughs> terif- So you're talking about chainsaws and sort of like flipping it. Followed by a sex bot. I know! <laughs> what, what a night! What a night! <laughs> Become a journalist, they said. It would be fun. <laughs> 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 um, but but yeah, so because of the work I do, my my hands have got a bit sort of arthritic from using these machines. Yeah. So playing the guitar got a bit painful. So yeah. I sort of d- just eventually stopped playing. And uh, ten years later, um, I bought a guitar about two weeks ago from a from a um, car boot sale. Good for you. And I started playing this song again. Yeah. So I wondered if you wanted to hear it. Yeah, of course I want to hear. Well, of course I want to hear it. This is perfect. Yes. I don't know what it would sound like um, over the phone on my guitar or anything, but Wait, are, are you going to? All I would suggest is don't don't strum too hard uh, and get the phone yeah. near sort of near near your head and let's see what happens. Yeah. I'm sure it would be great. We'll see what happens. Okay, well I'm very very nervous and I've never really played it in front of I don't know how many listeners. You've how got, but... how old is this yeah. song, Rick? Just how long ago did you write this? It's 20 years. Oh, beautiful. It's the 20th anniversary of Rubber Doll it, by Rick. Away you go, man. Go on. Yeah. There's, there's no swearing, but it's it's full of lots of innuendos. So. Okay, mate. Away you go. Okay. This is great. What a first hour of radio we've had. This is unbelievable. Rick with his song, Rubber Doll. I like this already. Yeah. 
专门介绍的，我专门 join 的方的。Rubber doll. Yeah, rubber doll. He's gonna take us right up to the news. This guy's a pro. This guy's a professional. It's the thing when you get started with rubber dolls. Doesn't want to let her down. That's a great guy. No need to stop. Yeah. Rubber doll. Rubber rubber doll. Well, we we have to leave Rick there singing rubber dong because、uh, we've got to pay for the adverts. Pay for this. I feel bad leaving him, but we we have to. That Rick, thank you for that. This is talk radio. <laughs> Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, Jonathan will give you a call.、Uh, we will speak to you straight after the latest news on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making、um, you talk. Big congratulations to Sampha. I am I, honestly, I am a huge, huge Sampha fan, and Sampha has won the Mercury Music Prize. I can't think of a better way to celebrate than to play track three from the award-winning album. This is Sampha. <laughs> She's so light on her feet, my rubberine, oh my sweet rubberine, true love between me and rubberine. And my. 
lips to love between me and rubbery. My rubbery, oh, we share every dream. No secrets between me and rubbery. People's gossip is mean, but it won't come between me and rubbery. My name David Babcock. And I got two of us to come in on. Well done to Sampha. That's Sampha there. For the Mercury Award winning, um, fantastic Sampha. I love Sampha. Um, and her album, uh, their album, his album is brilliant. And that's a track from the uh, Mercury Award winning album. Good evening, dear listener. This is The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. And um, it's nights like this. I remember exactly why we called this show The Late Night Alternative. You've just tuned in. <laughs> Where have you been? <laughs> The first hour was incredible. Meanwhile, on the other place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, oh dear God, me. that was wonderful. Um, so what are we talking about? Well, we've covered lots. We literally went from sex bots to male suicide in 30 seconds. And do you know what? It didn't feel that uncomfortable. And, I, and, and I'm glad that, I'm glad that um, Ross held his nerve. And, and, and I thought he was phoning in to talk about the sex bot. But I'm glad he held his nerve and, 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 and told us, shared with us... Uh, what you shared with us, because uh, this is what the show does: is we, we'll, we'll do something light, and then we'll do something stupid, and then we'll do something you know that's actually quite sad and quite heavy and quite important, and then we'll we'll throw custard pies at each other. That's life, man. Um, you can call in about absolutely anything you want. I will have a little look through the papers. There's some good stuff in the papers as well today. But the phone number is 0344-499-1000. Just, uh, let me just tell you, you can listen to, if you're listening to us on one of these three methods, there are other ways you can listen to us. Of course, you can deep tune your DAB radio and get us on there around most parts of the country. You can download the talk radio app, which is how I tend to do most of my talk radio listening is via the app. Or of course you can listen to us anywhere in the world online on talkradio.co.uk. Um, Ricardo and then Jonathan. Good evening, Ricardo. <clears throat> how you doing, man? I'm doing all right. Was, what was, what was that little clearing of the throat there? Oh, sorry, I thought I was off air. No, that's all right. It's okay. I, 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 when I get nervous, I have to blow my nose a lot. And, um, people, I get nervous before doing, like, TV shows or going on other people's radio shows, so I blow my nose a lot. And in this industry, people therefore assume I'm doing lots of cocaine. And I'm not. It's just, it's just a nervous, <laughs> nervous thing I've got where I, 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 I blow my, I feel, I have to blow my nose a lot. And it's, ter- it's terrible. So they'll think I'm off my nut on coke, which I'm not, guys. I'm, hang on a minute. What's the no. date? What's the date? No. Today it is 14. the 14th. I'm, th- I'm, uh, just under two weeks away from 13 years clean and sober, guys. Imagine that. And I believe on your 13th anniversary, you're allowed to smoke a fat one, do a couple of lines, and um, drink a champagne from a hooker's breasts. I think that's what oh. happens. Yes, I, I, I think so as what well. What have you got uh, for us this evening, Ricardo? I just want to say, you know, thanks for the music tonight. I think it's been absolutely brilliant. Well, everybody, we've got loads of people on Twitter complaining now that they're singing... Uh, it was Rick, wasn't it? Uh, Ru- uh, Rubber Doll by, Ri- uh, by yeah. Rick, the 20-year-old Rubber Doll. Rick, if you're listening, we got most of that. We just missed the end, so we have to go to the ads. Get that on a tape, mate. We'd make sure the vocals are nice and clear and... and uh, t- a tape. <laughs> tape. I was going to say, do, do people still do audio tape? Uh, uh, yeah. Record, record it on your phone and s- email it to me, ian at ianlee.com, and we'll, 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 we'll play that again at some point. I enjoyed that. That was brilliant. 
Or put some sellotape over the holes. Yeah, we go, yeah. Sellotape, of course, um, I, I, we can never find sellotape, so we just got bits of screwed up little bits of paper and shoved them in. That worked just as well. Uh, did blue tack work as well? Yeah, blue tack, as long as you filled mm. that hole. Blue tack's too not resistant enough, is Yeah, because it? it's got, the, it's a little uh, nipple that pushes down, and yeah. the nipple has to make contact with something hard. Um, oh, with then that. we go back to the uh, sex spots here. Thank you very yeah. much indeed. Um, yes. Yeah, um, I, well, I, I wanted to say, obviously, first things first, Great music tonight. Uh, second thing is second. Yes. Follow. You know, long-time listener, first-time caller. We've spoken. So, hang on. We've spoken before, haven't we? I don't think. Oh, wait. Hang on. Have we? Maybe. Oh. oh. Maybe it's been a while. But, um... Hang on a minute. Hang no. on a minute. When you say maybe... Hmm. I thought I thought I spoke to you the other week. I mean, my memory's terrible. When you say maybe, do you mean we've spoken in a different genre? Genre <laughs> of life. Not really genre, unless not be too blase about well, it. Well, you so. would know. You would know better than me if we've spoken or not. And you said no, and now you're saying maybe. Yeah, but you've got me thinking now because well, you're what you think. Have what, we? Have what's we? What's going on? Have we um, spoken before? <laughs> It's been a while. Okay. okay. The okay. important thing is you're here now, Ricardo. Thank you, Catherine. Well done. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. That's the main thing. I just wanted to say, you know, obviously that call earlier, um, it really kind of resonated, made me think, because I was on hold for 40 the, the, minutes. The, the, sex, hey, bot, the sex bot one. Oh, well, no, you mean Ross? Beating me to the punch. So, I'm so sorry. Very much, Ian. I'm sorry. That's, but, my, that's uh, my job. Is I'm, no, I'm, no, no, no. It's I'm fine. You snappy. fill in the blanks yourself. I'm snappy. Um, you set you them know, up, I'll send them flying. You're snappy tonight. You, you're on your game. You sound a little bit I'll drunk. give you that. Thank you. You been drinking? Uh, Yay! Really, um, yeah. Kind of a... Smoking? Smoking? No, it, <laughs> Smoking or drinking? Um, <clears throat> well, no, no. Nothing naughty. No. no. What? I'm not going to. I'm not, I'm not your mum. I'm not going to tell you off. No, 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 nothing like that. But no, in all seriousness, though, uh, uh, Ross, you, you kind of mentioned that. You know, fair play to him. That that was actually in all seriousness. That was that, that was, was a great, great call. call. Yeah, it was. It yeah, was a, very, it was, it was a solid a call. call. And I phoned up to talk about Robert Mugabe and how everybody just remembers the land grabbing and not the brilliant cricket career. Hang um, on, was Robert Mugabe a cricketer? Um, a very good spin bowler back in his day. What, 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 was he? I mean, I don't know, I know nothing about sport, I know a little bit no, more I about know. Mugabe, but not much. Yes. He, he's not the nicest person you could ever meet. No. Um, but, uh, you know, in terms of politics, in terms, well, in terms of a person. Yes. Um, huh? but people seem to forget that, you know, his spin bowling career was, um, you know, up there with the best of them. Now, here's the thing. I don't know if Ricardo is joking or not, so I'm, I'm gonna take this, I'm gonna take this at face value, Ricardo, but there could be literally tens of cricket fans or Mugabe, uh, fans listening to this, chuckling Mugabe away. I think they like Mugabeites. Yeah. We've got yeah. Mugabe mania, um, chuckling away at this, <laughs> the, the nonsense that you are, you are, you, you could be spreading, uh, this could be fake news for all we know. I, I, I can hardly think. It's going to be fake news on this scale, but it could be news. Well, so, I was, um, I was, well, I was reminded of someone. Oh, yeah, this is it. Fake news. 
Yeah. I, uh, yesterday I went to speak to Mark Lewison, who's a Beatles biographer, and he's written some brilliant books about the Beatles. We'll play it out one night, next week. It's a really good chat. And, mm. um, we took, we, obviously we ended up talking about Ringo, and, um, uh, and we both were going, Ringo's an amazing drummer. I can't understand why people slag Ringo off. He's got a really distinct style. His, his drum feels are excellent. Yeah. And he said, of course, there's the famous quote attributed to John Lennon, Right. Mm. You know this quote? Mm. Ringo Starr yeah. wasn't the best drummer in the world. He wasn't even the best drummer in the Beatles. Now, that was said by John Lennon, right? But I'm pretty sure that wasn't actually the case. Go on. You go on. You, you, you go with it. Um, I, well, look, I'm, I'm no expert. Um, but, um, I, you know, I know about Robert McGarvey yes. a little bit. Okay. Um, <laughs> I've already kind of stated. But You're right about the Ringo Starr quote, right? It's not a John Lennon I don't quote. Think that's, I, I don't think that's above the line, Ian. Sorry? I don't think that actually was said. No, it wasn't said by John Lennon. It was said um, by Jasper Carrot in a routine after John Lennon died. <laughs> saying, of course, John Lennon famously <laughs> said Ringo Starr wasn't the best drum in the world. He wasn't even the best drum in the Beatles. Well, people ja listened to him and went, oh, yeah, right, that sounds legit. No, 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 but the thing is... Yeah, no, but it became what was, real. What was Brummy? Hello? <laughs> Ricardo's what, nuts. What I'm dealing with someone who's absolutely nuts on the phone right now. No, 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 it. listen, listen, listen. What was Brummy, comedian, uh, Jasper Carrot, doing in that interview with the Beatles? Why was he there? He wasn't in an interview with the Beatles, <laughs> man. Hang on a minute, this is, this is an opportunity. Yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, he was there. He was there. He was, he was um, doing the um, windows. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, he's doing, he's doing he's the windows. Like, you yeah. know, on his funky moped. Yeah. Well, thanks for that, Ricardo. Okay, Ian. Always a pleasure to speak to you. Okay. Is it? You've never spoken to him before. He was on last week, I'm sure of it. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, and, and uh, uh, it was a Jasper Carrot gag from the 80s, and it it's become real and people will cite it there was an a, a, an article about it, it, i can't remember one of the beatles would have been about john or ringo in the times in the last couple of years and they said of course john lennon said and they had it oh. and it's become real it's become it's become a thing and it's delicious fake news there's 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 mike nesmith from the monkeys tells a story the the, the 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 line is, in 1967, and I've always said this, right, as fact, in 1967, the Monkees sold twice as many records as the Beatles and the Rolling Stones put together. Now, it's feasible that's true, because the Beatles only released one album, Sgt Pepper. I think the Monkees released three, maybe four, and they had loads of singles, and they sold millions. So it's feasible. But then last year, Nesmith comes out in an interview and says... I faked that story. I did an interview in 1979 and I wanted to see what would happen if I dropped one lie into the ocean. Would it grow and grow or would it get swallowed up? So he claims he lied in this interview and said, oh, by the way, of course, we sold twice as many records as the Beatles and the Stones. And it, it became this thing. So, so the internet around monkey fandom kind of exploded. Going, wow, OK. And then about six months later, someone said... I don't think that is a lie. I think him saying it was a lie was the lie. And mm -hmm. he's, and it's this, this wonderful thing if you can just drop a little thing into the ocean and it, it can grow. Oh, a great big one called doing a blessed. Oh, Brian blessed. <laughs> what was he? <laughs> gave, he, he, he delivered a baby in Hampstead Heath and, and bit, bit the cord with his fa with face. With his bare teeth. He ripped the umbilical cord. What Get was the real. other? It just so many. I think Brian blessed is experimenting with just how much bullshine you can feed people and then going, oh yeah, sounds right. 
Uh, dear listeners, very, very busy on the phones. Uh, well, Jonathan, I know you've been waiting for ages. I promise I'll come to you next then. After that, guys, it's a musical treat stroke nightmare. <laughs> it's Nigel. Oh, oh, we got Chris from Port Talbot calling in as well. This is brilliant. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand will tonight be the second lock-in ever in British radio. Very very strong vibe. We can't keep this uh, this pace up, Catherine, for the no, whole show. No, uh, by Friday we'll be hating ourselves again. So let's just enjoy let's it. Let's just enjoy it. Like Jonathan, you've been waiting ages, mate. I'm really sorry. What have you got for us? Um, uh, it's a bit uh, a bit mixed feelings uh, at the moment because uh, a family friend of mine is. Uh, going away for a year to Japan to teach English. Um, that's going to be quite some experience for them. What, what, what are you, to describe, what, what, mixed feelings in what way? You're, you're, you're sad that they're going, or happy? Well, I'm happy for them, but I'm sad that, well, I'm not even that, I'm just envious. Ah, well, hang on a second. Enjoy that, because that's a really big thing to admit. I struggle with admitting I'm envious. And it's envy is natural. And it's different from jealousy. Envy is yeah. natural. And um, that's, 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 a, uh, that's a very mature thing to be able to admit being envious. What's the difference? Um, envious, I think, is, is it, just, it just happens. And it, it, jealousy is meaner. Jealousy is, I want that and I think I deserve that. Envy is, God, I wish I was doing that. And it's, there's a very subtle difference, but jealousy is dark. Envy can be um, can be a, a driving force towards us improving ourselves. Okay, does that sound does that sound about right? I'll have that. Yeah, yeah. that yeah, works. That, that's uh, spot on. Well, why uh, don't you do so something like that, Jonathan? You're a very intelligent young man. Oh, uh, it, it take all evening to explain. Uh, but I'm also worried for them. Yep. I'm worried for them personally, and I'm also worried for their mother. Um, okay, because why why are you um, wh- why are you worried for them? Is it because North Korea has just fired a missile from Pyongyang? Is, is, is that is that, um, Japanese yeah, residents uh, being warned uh, to take uh, shelter, which is is actually genuinely just happening on the what, news right what, now, guys? What, what what worries me about that situation is if it does kick off, yes. and there are there is a, a nuclear conflict. Yes, my friend is going to be stuck in Japan. Yeah, if they're lucky. They'll die with the with the uh, with uh, when the bomb drops. Wow! But if they're not lucky, yeah, they're in a strange land, no way of getting home, no way of contacting home. They've got radiation sickness. Yes, no food. That's a horrible way to die. Along all, pretty much all alone in a foreign country, away from your family and friends, knowing that you're. It, it's it's actually a very cruel way to die, and I'm also worried for the 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 parents back here because if that if it did, no happen, one wants their children their to die of nuclear all, attack. Well, I, I'm I'm just concerned because it is it, it can go it, it can one false move yeah and uh, oh. I, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. But I, I, but I, but but isn't it interesting that your head has gone to the, the, one of the worst things that could possibly happen? A, 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 a nuclear 
strike on Japan. And it is, just, just to reiterate, there is, there is a news thing. North Korea has fired missiles from Pyongyang and, and uh, Japan warns residents take shelter. That's from the BBC website. But, 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 I, I, I don't think, I don't think they're going to nuke Japan. Are they? Or maybe they are. I don't uh, know. I, you know what? After the past 18 months, anything can happen. And I'm also worried for the, for the mother as well. Yes. Because um, it's going to be a whole year and she's got MS as well, Aye. the mother. Yep. And she's cu- and she's ill at the moment. And when she gets ill, it it, it can be pretty nasty. Yeah, of course it can. And it, it and it, it's she's uh, she was coming down uh, the, the weather Tuesday the last time I saw her, but uh, it, she, it's gotten so bad she might not even be able to go to the airport. Oh, that's to a see shame. Her daughter. Yeah, uh, and uh, I, 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 don't get me wrong. Uh, it'd be a great adventure. I'm certainly envious. There were there'd be a ton of things I'd want to do in Japan. What would you do? What same... would you do in Japan? Because I've I've been to Japan. I've been to Japan three times, I think, and I absolutely loved it. And I I was looking at going and live there for a year. And then I, I, I funnily enough, Jonathan, I was going to live there for a year, and um, it would have been tricky because of my mum's MS. Um, and, um, then we kind of had a a kid and it just, it just became completely impractical, but it's something I'd still like to do one day. What what would you do in Japan? Uh, well, after sleeping it off the 11 hour journey, I'd probably, uh, look to go to the electronic district. Here we go. Akihabara. Here's the thing, right? This last time I went to Japan, we did the flight and we got in at about two o'clock in the afternoon and we dropped our bags off. And my friend, whose name escapes me, I've completely forgotten his name. Um, uh, he was at the Japanese games exhibition that was on the other side of Tokyo. And I said to my wife, we're going to get a cab, we're going to go two-hour cab ride uh, over to this games exhibition, walking around with all these, like, uh, um, anime girls and manga, all of this stuff going on. It was, it was like being on acid. It was so surreal. And we were shattered. So forget that sleeping it off, dude. You've got to get straight out there and into yeah. it. Well, I, uh, preferably, I'd like to go sometime around Christmas or just after New Year, because yep. then I could go to the uh, electronic dis- uh, um, district... I can then go to the Tokyo Dome yep. to watch the uh, annual Wrestle Kingdom show, <laughs> and then go and see some uh, sumo. No, uh, n- n- not it's not sumo; it's uh, pro. No, I know exactly. Forget that. Go and see. We went to the Budokan to watch sumo. We thought we'd stay there for an hour. We stayed there all day. I've never seen anything like it. <laughs> it was brilliant. And you get a little, you get a little earpiece, and you put the earpiece in, so you get the commentary in English. We had the time oh. of our lives. Jonathan, just go, for heaven's sake. Do it, man. Uh, You've already uh, thought uh, it through. You've thought it through in quite it, a lot of it, detail. It, it, me and air travel don't go well together. There was a very nasty experience the last time I went uh, air travelling. Well, I, I don't even want to ask what it was with you, because it could have been anything. Do it, man. It, the flight is expensive, but you can get really cheap digs over there. Um, just mm. honestly, man, it will even... I hear it's, uh, I hear it's expensive. It is, do you know what? Tokyo is really expensive, and we um, th- we spent quite a bit of money on what was the tiniest, tiniest room. It was all plastic moulded, mm-hmm. and only one of us could stand up at a time. It was horrendous, but... Um, Have you, you ever been on the Bullet or to uh, Kyoto? Yes, yeah, the Shinkansen, of course! Of course I've been on it loads of times. It's incredible. If you go to you Kyoto and Osaka, right, it's so much cheaper. We um, we stayed when we were in 
Um, there wasn't a, 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 it wasn't either of those. It was a little village, but we stayed in um, a, a youth hostel at one point, which which was horrendous, but was dirt cheap. Uh, when Tokyo is expensive, once you get outside Tokyo, it, it becomes a lot more affordable. But go, you go to Tokyo for two nights, then you get the bullet train to Kyoto. Mm, yeah, and maybe pop down south to Kobe, dude. Do it, man. It will change your life. For the sake of the flight, don't let that stop you from going. It's a drop in the ocean in terms of your life. Well, don't say drop in the ocean when you're talking about flying. No, but what I'm saying no, is... That's, it, that's a bad choice of words. All right, then. It's 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 <laughs> nothing. It's a it's a sacrifice worth... Ma- maybe not say that. It's a... I was going to say bite the bullet. Go! Do it, man! They keep, uh, they, yeah, everyone keeps telling me to do that. <laughs> well, you've thought about it so much, Jonathan. I think you really want to go, and you're, but you're telling I, yourself... I've, I've thought about certain aspects of it. I haven't really thought about uh, uh, the full implications. How do- old are you, Jonathan? Old is old. Uh, in my mid-thirties. Yeah. The do time it. is now. Do it. Jonathan, if you want... Listen, I, I, uh, if you ever think about it, I, I'm happy... If you send me an email, I'm happy to, to give you... I'm, I'm sure I can find a few links and stuff of places that I've got. If, For example, if you buy your um, train tickets over here for the Shinkansen, we bought a pass for the Shinkansen, which meant we could use it as much as we want, the bullet train, as much as we want. And if you buy it over here from the Japan Centre, it's really, really cheap. It's like, it's, I think it's like 150 quid, and you can use the train as much as you want. You buy it over there, it's like 300 quid. So there's loads of things. Send me an email, I'll send you some bits and pieces, man. Do it! Well, thank, thanks for that offer. Jonathan, listen, it's good to talk to you, man, and we'll speak again soon. Do it, man. You know what he's doing? Yeah. He's doing classic me. Yeah. Seeing the hurdles and going, nah, not, yeah, for, you know, not uh, for me, not uh, for me. Exactly. It's, it's Start like, saying yes to stuff. It, it's so, and the, the thing is, the Japanese are so friendly. The number of times, and I learnt a little bit of Japanese, okay, and it blew their minds. Because white uh, people don't learn Japanese because they think it's so complicated. It's not. It's the easiest language in the world. I can't do languages, and I got okay at it because the sentences are all broken down into four sections they all follow the same thing there's no irregular verbs none of that it's once you've got the structure of the sentence you can do it so i would speak to people in japanese and they're like whoa i remember um having a conversation with uh, with a bus driver does this bus go to uh go back to the the center of the, the town he said no 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 i said oh which bus do i need he said oh you need the number 43 and and the whole bus was looking at me as I was doing this in Japanese and I, I, it blew my mind um, but also the number of times me and my wife were stood in Tokyo with a map out literally within a minute every time someone would come up someone who couldn't speak English very well and we w- would say what are you looking for and we'd say we're trying to find this and they would spend five ten minutes one girl was trying to find a club to go and see a band and we had this tiny little printed map. And this girl came over, and her English was, wasn't very good. She said, what can I help you? She said, we're trying to find this. She was looking at the map going, I don't, I don't know where you are on this map. Um, let me phone them up. And she phoned up the number that was on there. And she's talking to him. She goes, uh-huh, okay. Oh, yeah. She goes, right, I've got it. It's about 15 minutes away. And we said, okay, which direction? She said, no, 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 come with us. Come with me, and I will take you. This is our second night in Japan. And we're thinking, we're going to get murdered. Mm-hmm. And she took us to the club. She went, there it is, 15 minutes out of her way. There it is. And we said, oh, thanks. She goes, thank you. We said, oh, c- can we buy- come in and we'll buy you a drink? Or so? She goes, no, 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 enjoy your evening. She was gone. 
It's the most helpful people in the world. I love it. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. This is Talk Radio. Tales of mystery and imagination on the radio show that does things differently. Dolly Parton, I listen to a record that they love. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. I'm a nut job, but not that kind of nut job. On Talk Radio. Honest to God, it's the new Breaking Bad. Oh no. Just said to can I just say I'm loving this show. We don't know how long it's going to last, um, uh, but the switchboard. Everyone that's on the switchboard, don't put your phones down because I've got such a rich selection of voices to go to. Um, let's go to one we've not spoken to for a while. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, Ian. How are you, Chris? I'm not too bad, actually. Great. And you? I'm a little bit windy, but I'm fine. Oh, thank you. <laughs> well, I didn't want to know that. Well, you, you asked. You shouldn't have asked the question. <laughs> Last time I spoke to you, you thought I was going to prison. Uh, uh, remind me. Uh, it was quite a while ago, actually. Okay, did you go to prison? No, I bloody did not. Good for you. No. I almost did. What, what did you do? You hit someone? No. What did you do? Nothing. Well, you don't nearly go to prison for nothing. Um, it was an ex-partner of mine, and, yes, um, I don't want to speak to it uh, about it on air anyway. I in in fairness, you brought it up. Yes, I did. Um, and it is, it's, I've still got to deal with it. And I, 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 I do, I try to. You know, I, I had to go over, over there yesterday, wind, uh, wound me up. But there you go. <laughs> like, I've got a new partner now, and she's going to Algeria for three weeks, and she wants me to look after a guide dog. So, uh, yeah, I said yes. Yeah, I will. Can you do that? Can you just... Can can someone else look... I thought... Um, can someone else yes. just look after someone else's guide dog? Yes, 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 yes. But um, they've actually let her down. So w- when I was speaking to her, and I, I didn't mention it, I didn't mention it, and I said, well, if they do let you down, I'll look after it. Yes, I will. And that, that was... Yes. That's a great story. So I'm going down on the weekend now to have a, um, what do you call it? Um, a session with her? <laughs> <laughs> the guide dog, I mean? Yeah, yes. Huh? Yes. Yeah. Well, I hope that goes well for you. I hope so, because uh, um, my sight is gone, and it winds me up. That's why I get wound up all the time. Mm. You sound a lot calmer than you have done in the past. What, do you remember me then? Yeah, you're the blind guy that's quite grumpy and always gets robbed. Oh, charming. No, I haven't been robbed for over a year, actually. Good, that's great news. No. But I did hear the other phone call earlier talking about, um, 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 What was the song? I forgot now. Rubber Doll. Oh, that, that was quite good, actually. It was good. I enjoyed that. I thought he was yeah, great. No, it was good. I, I liked the guitar 
stuff. Mm. Yeah, it's quite good. No, um, uh, what's the guy from Birmingham? Alan Caddick? He's not uh, been on tonight. Oh, I see my mind is gone now. Yeah. Mm. Um, what's his name? I've no idea who you're talking Jasper Carrot. Jasper Carrot, right, yes. Um. Jesus. What was the song? Funky Moped. I, I used to have that. Yeah, it was a big hit. Very big hit. Hi. It was one, oh, one oh. record I used to have, what, I used to have a little, like, radio player when I was a kid, and I'd play, um, what was the, um, oh, dear, dear. the Lumberjack song. Yeah, yeah. I, I, am I, am I keeping, keeping you awake? The opposite. <laughs> Pardon? I, I still I I love listening to um, yourself and Catherine. Actually, I do. I can't believe I've r- rung the show. I listen to you most evenings, actually, and you make me smile. Well, that's very nice. That's very Good nice. for you guys. Thank you. Well, thanks for calling tonight, Chris. And I'll I'll carry on listening. Thank you, mate. Take care. All the best, boy. Bye bye. Bye bye. There we go. What a nice, what a nice man. Um, oh, hang on a second, hang on a second, hang on a second, excuse me, it's time for a little bit of this, oh no, hang on, where's, uh, where's me, where's me, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, why is that, is my, com- is my computer on, why is that not, sometimes my computer does very, um, queer things, that's, alright, hang on a second, this is important we get this right, so, got to get this right hang on uh, bear with everyone bear, bear with, with. Guys. we, we want to get this absolutely spot on here we go, there we go. time to go to chuck winkle from the latest news on what exactly is happening in pyongyang chuck are you there hello cowboys chuck where, where can you tell us where exactly you are and what you can see I well, as you can bloody say, I'm in the air. I'm in the car. I've got to go around to um, Japan. And I'm in my car because I heard the, on your radio show that my missile launched out North Korea. Well, you're the, you're the reporter, uh, uh, Chuck. You, you give us the facts. Right. Fact well, me hard. Um, I can't think I can see it, actually. Can you? What does it look like? Like a bear shooting star. I launched by Kim Young-Yum, and uh, it looks very angry indeed. And um, can you tell where it's heading to, Chuck? Uh, well, as I say, I'm in Japan, and my car... Whereabouts in uh, Japan are you? Hong Kong. Hong Kong's uh, not in Japan, Chuck. Sorry, no, no, I've got the cold. Uh, um, Tokyo? Yeah, that's the one. Okay. Right, it's going left. Right, uh, it's still going left. Going straight a bit now. What's the mood like there, Chuck? I don't know, I'm in my car. Okay, could you wind the window down a little bit? Um, 
right, one minute, one second. Uh, Chip Charlie. Sorry? I'm not talking. I'm talking in their local Japanese dialect. Chopping. Chop. I'm Right, they're really scared as well. Can you ask them? Can you ask them? Sorry, when you said you're in your car, I thought you were moving, but obviously you're stationary. Could you ask them what their thoughts are about um, Kim Yum Yum? Right, once again. Tell me. Fun pie. Sorry. Kim Yum Yum. Right. Right. Okay. Right. He thinks he's a bit of a scoundrel. Well, Chuck, listen. Get somewhere safe and keep in touch. And Godspeed with you, my friend. Over now, God bless America. Thank you very much indeed. Well, so Chuck Winkle there on the uh, the breaking situation. If anything else happens, I'm sure we'll hear from him. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Nigel, Jake, Cleo, stay there. Come to you after this. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on air and off the leash on Talk Radio. Anyone know what's going on on the show tonight? I am all sorts. All sorts, dear listener. Let's go to Jake first. Good evening, Jake. All right, Ian. Hello, Jake. Hello, mate. Um, I'm, I'm currently uh, driving halfway through Germany uh, on the way to Munich for the Oktoberfest. Oh, it's the guy who goes to the Oktoberfest in September. Yeah, that's is so good. Yeah, that's yeah, is yeah. October. That's is next October. That's is September. Yeah, yeah, that is me. Do you remember me I from don't last remember Friday your, on the radio show? Yes, I do remember yourself from the last Friday. I'm talking to go to yeah, the yeah, yeah. And You're asking, where's your yeah. wife? Where's your wife? And yeah, yeah, yeah. You told me to make love to my wife and uh, film it for Instagram. Yeah. If you, if she gets pregnant from Very that set. Very filthy of you, I've got to say. I, yeah. I want you to name Very it. Filthy. I want you to name Standard it. Standard procedure. I want you to name it in. I wonder if it can set. Can this? I see what I should have asked, Aaron. Can you make the sex bot pr- uh, pregnant? And does like is it what, what comes out like a little little computer mouse? a microchip? Yes, it could be I think a little a little a little USB stick. I yes. think yes, and you have to download your child yeah. onto a computer. Hey, that'll be that'd good. Be great. Oh, that'd be brilliant. <laughs> like a Tamagotchi. There we go. Uh, there we, we go. go. Yeah. Uh, so you're driving across. Um, so when does the boozing start? Well, um, it kind of started straight away. Uh, we all we all caught the coach from uh, oh, from coach. Westminster. Yeah, ah. and uh, yeah, there's about about I don't know, God God knows, about forty of us. That's boozing, and we're bus. All, <laughs> we're all boozing away. Oh hey. mate, that sounds hellish. You're on a you're on a bus going to an Oktoberfest yeah, yeah. full yeah, of drunk on a, men on a bus already. From London, all the way to Munich, about about twenty hours. So I uh, bet it stinks in there, doesn't it? Mm. Um, well, no, no, one, no one's pissed themselves yet. So. Well, yeah. you know, you wait till you get up and you swap seats and you, you sit in a damp patch. Is everyone, was it, was it quarter to one, quarter to two over there? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, they're, they're all pretty cool. Like, they're, they're watching some, some crappy, I, I, I can say crap, right? Yes, yeah, yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll oh, go to me, sorry. Uh, yeah, go on. Yeah, they're watching some crappy DVD, I don't know. Okay. Um, get them, get them to make yeah. some noise for British Radio! Yeah, yeah. I'll pass you on to my mate, yeah? Oh, jeez. Oh, okay. 
Hello, Ian. Hello there, God. Uh, well, um, I apologise for Jake's behaviour. How annoying is it being stuck with him? He, he's been fine so far. Oh, is he not so, a bit irritating? It's the glasses that irritate me. Over. No, I'm joking. He's absolutely fine. Gay <laughs> lads. Lads. We've lads. got a, a question we've been arguing about on the uh, coach for ages. Right? Bring it on, buddy. Okay, so if we're all gamers, right? So if they're Mario Brothers, yeah. one's called Mario, one's called Luigi. Yeah. So is Mario's surname Mario Mario? It is. Oh, I, I know, I know that is. is their. Li- I'm, I'm pretty sure their last name is Mario. So it's Mario, Luigi, and Mario, Mario. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that is. And here's the thing, right? There was um, furore online yesterday because um, Nintendo. Yep. Uh, they've got a new Mario game coming out, and for the first time ever, we've seen Mario without a top on, and Mario's got nipples. Jesus. Google Mario's nipples. The thing that surprised me the most is he doesn't have a hairy chest. Doesn't have a hairy chest like most Italian men. And also, in in previous Canon uh, photographs, he's had a tattoo and the tattoo is gone. He's had that removed. What's the tat of? Um, It's like a sort of... um, uh, Anchor? No, it's sort of like... uh, Crying cactus. Oh, no, that looks like a swastika. It's not that. It's like a shield. It's like a shield. Okay. It's It's not got a swastika on him. But yeah, I think their last name is Mario. Oh, that's really annoying. We've been arguing for about, what, we left London at, Jeez. well... 20 hours ago. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that we could help. <laughs> it's all settled. Thanks for calling, guys. Have fun. That's right. Thank Bye. you. Bye-bye. Oh, it sounds absolutely awful, doesn't it? I can't think of anything worse. The only experience I have similar to that was um, when my mum... I was 16 and my mum was um, a secretary for someone quite high up at this um, science firm in Slough. And it was quite, they were quite well to do. And there was a coach trip to Paris. And so I went with my mum. And uh, we went on the coach trip and, and the, half the coach was, was her friends from work and they were quite posh. And the other half of the coach were these horrible drunk people from Newcastle. And I don't, I'm not saying that about Newcastle people in general, but they were from Newcastle and they were horrible. And they were pissed and they were obnoxious. And uh, I remember coming down to breakfast and uh, at nine o'clock in the morning and going, Mum, Mum, look, they're drinking wine for breakfast. It <gasps> was awful. The worst mismatch of people you could possibly imagine. So being on a coach with all those blokes going to the Oktoberfest, just farting and, oh, disgusting. Speaking of disgusting, good evening, Nigel. Oh, good evening, Ian. Good evening, Nigel. Hello, oh, Nigel. Sta- I, hello, Catherine. I'm standing outside and I can see a shooting star. That's not a shooting star, that's a missile from Kim yes, Jong Jong. Duck and cover. Missile, missile ejaculating up the sky and what? it's heading for stars in your eyes. Okay. Stars in your eyes. <laughs> That's a joke. Wait, just can you highlight which bit of that was was? Well, stars in your eyes, stars and stars in your eyes. That singing program, you know. Yes, and um, the, the ejaculate, ejaculate, sh- uh, a shooting star ejaculating across the sky. Okay. Towards stars in your eyes, the, yep. the, the singing show. It's just a joke, really. Okay, okay. I wouldn't uh, open uh, that. I told Hilary Duff I was going to be on earlier, so I didn't. I didn't. Didn't know I was going. To, I'm on now. Anyway, she might be listening, Hilary. I got. I put a message on her Facebook. No. Because <laughs> I, I like to tell people what I'm doing. I know, know you do, and yeah. we like that you I, like to tell people I, what you're I heard, doing. I heard the Dolly Parton bit. I didn't know you. You done that? Yeah, uh, that, you're 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 in the trails for the show. Mm. Imagine. Mm. 
Good, good. That was nice. Thank you for doing that for me. Uh, literally, my my pleasure. What um, have you got for us tonight? Say, um, uh, could you recall something uh, um, for iTunes now, which is a song I've made made um, up? Well, but I, could you not put it on? Uh, mix it with something for iTunes if, uh, later on. Or? We, we would, but we've run out of blank tapes, haven't we? Oh. Yeah, I've got no blank but tapes. Anyway, yeah, and, show I'm, and there's no way I'm taping. I'm not taping over Sunday's chart show. I've not listened to it all yet. Is the show being recorded for YouTube now? It's being recorded for for um, uh, criminal purposes and training purposes. <laughs> yes. So uh, if I do this song, it, it will be recorded, and you'll be able to play, play it back anyway. Something will happen. Yes. Yeah. So I uh, say so it's not very long. It's about two minutes long, and it's called "I'm Going Back to Memphis," and, it, and it's a song I wrote. Um, it's, it's quite good, I reckon. It's a, it's a country song. Okay. Country like Dolly Parton type of thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I thought you might like to hear it. Well. Uh, and I'll get back to you after it's finished, if that's okay. Please, please do, Nigel. And, um, shall, shall I fire away now? <laughs> fire away. Fire away. Sounds <laughs> like you mean orgasm, doesn't it? I hope it doesn't happen, Ian, because oh. I'm going to be here for Christmas. Yeah, let's hope they, they, they bomb us. Before. They can bomb us um, um, in the week between Christmas and New Year, because well, yeah, that bit's always a bit flaccid. Telly's isn't it? awful. They're not going to bomb us anyway. They're going to bomb the other countries. They're going to bomb Japan. It doesn't matter then, does it? Oh, I've got another joke. Oh. Uh, I'll sue. I'll sue. <laughs> um. Oh, no, anyway, forget it. Forget it, Ian. <laughs> I should have said that when I first come on, actually. Uh, uh, is it good? It's say hello in Japanese. Hasu. Uh, it's not, but there might. Isn't it? Oh, no. well, it's my joke, anyway. Well. I always get it wrong. <laughs> Here we go, then. Oh, I'll get back to you in a second, see what, and you can tell me what you think of it. Oh. Yeah. Um, I'm going back to Memphis. It's the place I wanna go. I'm going back to Memphis to see the people I know. I know the weather's not always good, but I wanna go there soon. I'm going back. Memphis, it's the place I wanna go. Going back to Memphis, two minutes of this. To see my family. His family live there now. I would like to have some fun there with my family. It's drum beats. Hello. Hello. Yep. What do you think? It's, I thought it's that was catchy, isn't it? It is catchy. Have you ever been I'm to Memphis? I'm going back to Memphis. Just sing along. <laughs> have you Have you ever been to Memphis? No, of course not. I couldn't oh. afford it. Right. So how can you go back to Memphis? And what members of your family live out there? <laughs> it's just a song. It's not true. It's just oh. a song. Oh, I feel a bit. But um, something could be done with it. Done with it, couldn't it? It could be binned. Yeah. <laughs> it could be binned. I thought it was. It wasn't too bad. Well. Um. Well. Anyway, yeah. so um, so I've got the tune there. It's an, it's a different tune, isn't it? It's a it is different. <laughs> different oh, tune. well done! That was the selling point for Nigel. It's a different tune to the one yeah, he the normally one does. Ago, you know, the, the Miley Cyrus ones. Yeah, but all of the other songs you've been doing for the last twenty-five uh, years. You fa- you found they are the mm. same thing. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, dude. How's about that? Yeah. How's about that then, guys and girls? <laughs> no, <laughs> too soon. <laughs> 
Thanks for that, Nigel. Yeah, thanks for it. Uh, is it I can hear it back again if I on YouTube. Can't sure, I? why not? Why not? Sounds absolutely um uh um yeah, yeah sure. Why not? Going back to Memphis. What was the drum doing? It's like <laughs> It sounded like your drum was beating off. <laughs> it sounded like someone was beating off on the drum. It was all over, wasn't it? That was unusual. I like it, but it was a different tune. I mean, you can't deny that. Um, evening, Cleo. There's always an element of um, Jimmy Savile about Nigel. Oh, um, anyway. It, it, I, um, I was reminded by that, that someone... I'm working on a top-secret project, Cleo, that I can't Ooh. say too much about, right? Oh. And someone sent me some footage from this top-secret project. And I, I, I saw the email, and I thought, oh, I must look at that later when I get some time and I forgot about it it's about three or four days ago I can't find the email now oh no because I really Aww. I really want to show Kath the footage but let's just say right you think you know what good music is you don't know nothing that's all I'm going to say that's Ooh. all I'm going to say something very special is happening in the uh, world of, of Lee and the world of uh, music that's all I'm going to say when might it drop Ooh. It, well, it it could drop, could drop any time in the next three three or four weeks. Oh, very soon. Soon. Will I notice when it drops? Oh, baby, listen, it's going to be. It's, you, know, you remember, you remember Sergeant Pepper, the impact that had. No, I was. I think I was born. Okay. Anyway, Cleo, have you recorded an album with Nigel? I'm not at liberty to reveal anything. Lordy, mama. Anyhow, um. I'm testing something out today. Did you ever, like, you know what I'm sh- stupid, like, adverts you'll find somewhere where you can get a free sample of something Sorry? through the post to try? Like yeah. fuel. I tried that fuel that way. Yes. Free sample. Yeah. Well, do you know what I've done? What have you done? You've, you've offered it. You're, you're, you're giving away a free sample. No, I've received a free sample and I'm wearing it now. Oh, God. <laughs> it's not one of Nigel's uh, samples, is it? <laughs> Essence do singer. No, um, it's a uh, um. How do I say this? Oh God! A men's hygiene. You were you were in um nappies. Almost. Tenor man. Yes. Why? I just thought. Well, e. Well, I'll tell you what it's like because I do have the occasional dribble problem. Why? Why are you? Why are you? Why the hell would you think it was okay to tell us that you've got uh, bladder weakness problems and that you sent off for oh, a free... Th- why are you telling us this? No, I don't want to know this. It's not, not bladder weakness. It's not bladder weakness. It's you did it on purpose? The old, Laziness. <laughs> just pure detested. <laughs> just been... Why are you, te- why are you <laughs> telling me this? Oh, I'm joking, I'm joking. Why is he telling well, me he's this? He's saying he's joking. I think he's, he's not backing joking. Off. I'm going to cut him off. <laughs> why are you telling us this? <laughs> just... I've got a man talking to he's us gone. while sitting in his own juices. No, he's. I've cut. Uh, I'm not. What? what? Why would he do that? I know, listen, I know we say you can talk about anything. Why would you tell us that? Why would you tell us that you got a problem with your bladder? So you need to wear tenor men, tenor lady. I don't know. Why? Would, and listen, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, people people have to, and that's fine. I'm not in any way mocking people that have to do this. Actually, it's a he, lot more common than you think. He said he hasn't got bladder weakness. He just occasionally. I don't want to. I don't want to continue this. Why is he telling this. me that? I don't want to know that. Me as well. I can't unknow it. I don't want to know that. Ugh. Flipping it. That's one taboo. I, I'm not prepared to... 
Roach. No, at least the people have to do it. I know they have to, and that's fine, but don't tell me about it. It's fine you're doing it. Don't tell me about it. I don't want to know. What are we supposed to do with that information? Guys, another hour at least to go. Very strong vibe, the first two hours. Will it remain as strong in the last hour? If it does, um, we might do the second radio lock-in ever. Um, But we might not. We've got no calls for the first time this evening. The switchboard is empty. Wonderful array of phone calls you've had so far. You don't have to be as good or as weird or as bad as those guys. You can call in about absolutely anything you want. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. You'll speak to Sam. Um, He will call you back. Uh, It's free for most of you, pennies um, at the most. And you can call in about... uh, I've, I've never had to put this caveat in. You can call in about almost anything. I mean, there are just some things that i don't i don't actually need to know oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand if you've got a rage diary my name is ian lee the show is called the late night alternative and the radio station is talk radio talk radio oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand the phones are getting busy again guys so get your calls in quick this is talk radio the late night alternative with ian lee on talk radio we have ways of making you talk There's a voice that keeps on calling me Down the road, it's where I'll always be Every stop I make, I make a new friend Can't stay for long, just turn around and I'm gone again Maybe tomorrow, I wanna settle down Until tomorrow, I'll just keep moving on Down this road, that never seems to end when you adventure lies just around the bend so if you want to join me for a while just grab your hat come travel like that's old style maybe tomorrow i want to settle down until tomorrow the whole world is my home so if
weird show this evening, guys. Even by, even by our standards, we've started with, here's some of the things that we've discussed so far, in case uh, any of them grab your fancy. Uh, we spoke to, um, Aaron Squire at the start of the show. He's the gentleman who has a sex bot living with him called Samantha. We spoke to her as well. I had to use the dump button on her. We also spoke to Ross, who was um, uh, spoke very uh, openly about his mate uh, who uh, took his own life and um, about how he was dealing with that. And then we've been all over the shop. We've had Nigel's song about uh, Memphis. Uh, I don't even know what's going on, to be honest. If the vibe keeps up for the next 50 minutes, we might have another lock-in, guys. And that is where um, we carry on after one o'clock. But who knows? We'll see. 0344 499 is the phone number. Good evening, Hamo. Hey, how's it going? Yo, yo, yo. Yo, hey, it's going well. Yo, yo, yo. It sounds good to me, man. man. Every time I come on, I think this is the least, well, we'll see. It's the least nervous I've felt. I've been bigging myself up to it. I wrote a list of things I talk about just in case I forget. Mm-hmm. I've already forgotten, so I'm not going to look up. I'm just going to talk. One of so. my... Um, uh, but you don't hear it so much these days, Hemo, but actually I've heard it twice listening to another yeah. radio station on the way home. Is, yeah. um You will quite often get old people phoning up and they're reading what they want to say. And it's okay. the weirdest thing. <laughs> it's that they go... I would like to talk about the situation in Korea. I think that Kim Jong Un <laughs> needs to be taught a lesson, and the only and there's no that, that you know it, um, they're not actors, so the reading is very deadpan. It's very dry, and they can't and and it's boring. Who wants to hear an old person reading something they've written? Well, to phone up and talk. That's all you got to do. Unless it's, unless it's someone like. You know, uh, Billy Idol. Oh, if it was Billy Idol, yeah. he could he could he could read his shopping list to me, Hemo, and I'd be um I'd be over the moon with that. But exactly. um, yeah, you but, used yeah. to get it a lot. I had a lovely um cup of tea today with an old friend of mine who I don't see very often, don't see often enough, Clive Bull, who's a radio presenter on okay, another yeah, station. Heard of him. He's good. I, I genuinely think. Um, he is the best radio presenter this country has, has ever produced. And one day I'll go into great detail why. Um, and we had a lovely chat and he was talking to me about, um, Peter Cook because Peter Cook, the famous comedian, used to phone him up, um, as Sven, um, the Sven from Swiss Cottage, a Norwegian, uh, fisherman. And the yeah, calls okay, are, I remember. they're on YouTube, mate, and they're absolutely yeah. brilliant. And I, yeah. I hadn't, I'd never heard the full story. So I said to Clive, can, can you talk to me about Peter Cook? What? When did you realise it was Peter Cook? He said, well, quite early on, because okay. uh, a caller that used to phone him, a guy called Rainbow George, was friends with Peter Cook, and he said, mm-hmm. um, just to say, I think Peter might phone you up one day. So he was he was prepared for Peter to phone him up, and he thinks, he knew it was a fake call, he thinks either during the first one or the second one, he worked out it was Peter Cook. Okay. And Peter Cook phoned him about seven or eight times. And then shortly after that, Clive lost his job at LBC. And Peter got in touch with him. I didn't know this. Peter Cook got in touch with him and mm. took him out for tea and cake in Hampstead and just sat with him and, and for an afternoon and said, I think you're brilliant. I think you're, you know, I think you're one of the, the I think you're a great broadcaster and I think you'll do really well. Yeah. And was picking his brains about what it was like at LBC. He was asking him, uh, what does Therese Birch, one of the then presenters, what does she look like? What does such and such mm. look like? What is such and such like in real life? And I thought that was so well, wonderful. And he also gave me another... Um, Sorry, I'll let you talk in a second, Hammer. I'm just, no, I'm just I'm on a roll here. He also told me two things I didn't know. One, that when Peter Cook used to go around the world, he'd go to LA and stuff like that, he would send postcards to Clive 
as Sven in Swiss Cottage, but Sven <laughs> in L.A. And also, um, he came up with another character. Here's something for you radio geeks and Peter Cook fans. He was going to... He told Clive he had another character called... Um, I think it was Jürgen the German. And he phoned up twice to get put through. And the uh, phone operator didn't put him through because they could tell it was a prank call. They did, and, and Peter Cook died a couple of months after that. So oh, we no. didn't get Jürgen the German. It could have been a classic. Oh, it could have been, man. So been. from that story, yeah. what, was, uh, what, did, what did Bob Mortimer have for dinner? Sorry? What did Bob Mortimer have for dinner? Bob Mortimer, when? When he took you out for dinner. Bob Mortimer didn't take me out for dinner. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm only joking. What? I'm only messing around. Bob Mortimer's never taken out. For, I've been out for lunch with Bob Mortimer, and I think uh, he had fish. Uh, I think he had fish. He, he wears slippers because he's got terrible arthritis. Uh, yeah, comfortable. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't wear slippers. Oh, mate, you've got to wear slippers. Oh, slippers is where it's yeah. at. Catherine, you remember when we were doing the breakfast show? You bought me some slippers. Yeah, I did because you always walk around with no shoes on. I've still got them. Still got them. Still got I, those I just slippers. Wear, I wear my Converse sort of all the time. Now, Converse. Do you not find the Converse pinch near the toes? Yeah. Yeah, I've been wearing them solid for like twenty years. Matt, well, you should take them off. I've got cons. I'm, I'm back into cons at the moment. I, I found a pair of cons. Someone sent me a free pair of cons, so I'm wearing them. Ooh. But they pinch at the toes. They've got very thin soles. You can't run them cons. Mm, I think I, well, I do all right. But I mean, Mate, if you had if you had proper running shoes on, man alive, you'd run so much faster. I would. I've got long legs. Yeah. Yeah, we got um, a race yeah? Yeah, I don't like slippers. I like I like my dressing gown. That's my comfort. No. Uh, dressing gown? No, that's a bit bit loose for me. That's a bit uh, bit um, old, flamboyant, fifty year old uh, sexual predator for me. Mm, like it to be swinging free. Oh, dirty hemo! <laughs> Was that on your list of things to talk about? Uh, just let me check it. Go off. to yeah, the list. Go to the list, boy. Uh, no, don't worry about the list. <laughs> don't worry about the list. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll speak to you another time, right? right is that, are we guys. done? Thank you, mate. I enjoyed that. Cheers, Hamo. Peace out. Take care, mate. Ta-ta. What a nice man. A nice Peace people. out, innit? Um, <laughs> I like it to be swinging from... <laughs> I don't... I've never really got to... I've never... never really understood the point of a dressing gown. And I've had, I've got a silk kimono. Oh, God. Um, I, I, I've, I've that, never... and, and you think the other thing is elaborate and... Um... Oh, no, I look good in that. I, I, I don't get a dressing gown, though, because I'm... I put my pyjamas on. Well, I don't, I don't even really wear pyjamas now. I sleep in my pants. But I, I take my clothes off to get into bed. And then when I get up, I get dressed. There's no, there's no in-between. Oh, oh, I don't. I can hang out in my dressing gown all day. Dirty. Love it. Dirty, man. Evening, Paul. Hi. Uh, I've, got, I've got quite bad uh, indigestion. I need to um, lie on the floor and um, fart, basically. Oh, is what, God. That's what I need to do. <laughs> Terrible, terribly, terrible, bad, trapped wind. Anyway, go on, uh, Paul. What have you got for us, boss? Delightful <laughs> vision. Take your favourite movie, Gone with the Wind. Then say that again. What? Take your favourite movie, Gone with the Wind. Gone with the Wind. Frankly, Paul, I couldn't give a stuff. Is that? The, I think that's how it goes. <laughs> Near enough. So it goes. Yeah. What have you got for us this fine evening, Paul? No, really, just um, fucking pussy. Sorry. Cock and a pussy. That was that was it. And he's put the phone down. That was that was Paul's. Uh, let's let's just have a round of applause for that. Well done, Paul. Paul, what have you got for us? A cock and a pussy. Gosh, that was uh, that was great, Paul. I would give you I would give you two. Hours. And th- here's the thing, right? 
I've just been talking about the majesty of Peter Cook's yeah. magnificent prank calls to Clive Ball. And and that shows just how far we've come in the last 30 years. I mean, we got owned there. Owned. Very poor, very poor show. <laughs> um, hang on a minute. How do we... Um, how do I see which calls of... Uh, here we are. Um, how do I call Paul back? What button do I press? Do I press a button on here? Go, go on the microphone, Sam. Is there? Is come, come, come on the microphone. I can see. I've got call log. Yeah. The, is there a... Once you click on someone's name... Yeah. Is there like a call button on the far right? The, sh- uh, the far right, Julia Hartley Brewer. No, there's no call button. Oh, well, there is on this... This, shall I come have a look? Yeah, yeah, come and have a look. Come and have a look. Let's, let's, let's call him back because I want to. May, maybe we're doing him a disservice, and maybe he had something to say, and he's got. He's actually got a proper problem with a with a bird and well, a cat. You, you could call it. A, you could call so, it a problem. You could call it. Um, options. Oh, do I press that? Oh, there we go. Nice. Oh, thank you, mate. There we go. It oh, has not been possible to connect your call. He switched oh. it again later. Oh, Paul, he switched it off. Oh, this is great. I can phone people back. It has not been possible. Oh, to I did. Your- oh, I did. Oh, Sam, you spoil me, sir. I didn't know this. Oh, he switched his phone, mate. I'm not for Paul. If you're listening, I'm not phoning to have a go. I bet his name isn't Paul. Whoever that oh. was, we'd love to have a chat. Paul, I'm not phoning to have a go. I just want to deconstruct the gag, and I want to. I, I, I want to help you do better prank calls in the future. I swear to God, that's it. Um, I'm not gonna. It has not been possible oh, to connect your call, mate. Please. Oh three, that's dis- that's really disappointing. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give it has not been possible oh, to connect your bottled it. It's gone to bed. School it's night, good. isn't it? it? It is a school night, is my Paul, Paul, you're upstairs on that bloody phone. Did you just say cock? <laughs> what are you doing talking about my pussy? Put that bloody phone down, Paul! Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you are more than welcome to um, to do so. Uh, for the first time tonight, we haven't got any calls on the switchboard, but what a great load of calls we've had. Um, I love these stories. I love these stories. A customer service advisor has been fired for calling a client Mr. C-word. What, the worst word in the yeah, world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. This seems to happen quite a lot. People get letters addressed to Mr. and Mrs. C or something. Um, oh, that's me buzzing. Sorry, let me plug it in. That's cool. We were looking at some uh, rare behind-the-scenes footage. Uh, does, uh, a customer service advisor has been fired for calling a client Mr. C when he asked to cancel his PlusNet contract. Not, And that's not a reference to the shaman. The insult came after Kevin Knott was told to his plea to change a direct debit date was impossible. Mr. Knott, 40, naughty 40, then asked Andrew Heslop to transfer his call to the cancellations department. As he was put through, Heslop told him, OK, Mr. C, I've got my colleague Maddie on the line now and she'll help you with your cancellation. Oh, I love it. Furious Mr. Knott of Blackburn complained to the broadband giant and obtained a tape recording of the vile comment. (gasps) 
Wow, I would love a tape recording. Well, the coolest things I had, and I don't have it anymore, is um, I once got attacked at Victoria train station. Nut, uh, nut job just came up and smacked me in the face, and I went flying back and knocked myself out. Really? Yeah, 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 years ago. And um, the police got me the, the stills from the CCTV footage, and it's brilliant. You see a bloke coming towards me, you see fist pulled back, fist going forward, me lying on the floor. It was great. It was a great little uh, little flip book. Plusnet apologised and offered him £250 plus six months free internet. It Mm. confirmed that Heslop has now been sacked. I wouldn't mind anyone calling me anything for that kind of a bargain. £250 quid. I've been called to see a lot in my life. Um, If I had £250... Every time. Every time. Then um, I'd be a very wealthy man. I'd have about... 2,250 quid by now. That's not bad going. No. No, that's not bad going at all. Feel the vibe dropping, guys. We, we were we were in for a lock-in, and now the vibe is dropping a little bit. So I, I, I don't know if, if we If the do... vibe is dropping, there won't be a lock-in. That's how it works, guys. 0344 499 1000. Here we go. Now, this ties in with um, sex bots. Um... Living libido lower. Oh, that's good. Well done. That is good. I, now you s- I didn't get the sun. Well done, the sun. I didn't get that until I read that out loud. Living li- live libido lower. Mm-hmm. Women go off nookie. Mm. Don't rush to shack up. Women are much more likely to lose interest in sex if they move in with their fellas. Experts won't. What would you mean, experts? Everyone knows. This is that. That's everyone knows that, don't they? Sorry. Sorry, we're keeping keep you awake, Catherine. That, I'm just doing an impression of the non-interested woman. A lot of yawning going on in that corner. A study of 10,000 Brits aged 16 to 74 showed 39% of women living with partners had little interest in lovemaking. Oh. That compared with 23% living separately. Yet the gap was much smaller with men, where the figures were 16 and 12% respectively. It is a faff, isn't it? It really is a faff sex. I can't be bothered these days. Uh, Lead researcher Professor Cynthia Graham of Southampton University's Centre for Sexual Health Research, or FWA, (laughs) said, running a household and becoming a mother can take its toll on women's sex drives. She said, "The the findings are intriguing. Women's sex drives may, I don't know what accent is, may fall when they cohabit due to fatigue. There is quite a lot of evidence of women taking on more at home than men. Also, people make less effort on both sides. I think that's a key thing, is, is, is the less effort. Also, you know, if you are knackered, then... Uh... You're programmed, aren't we? We're genetically programmed to, um, um, to make babies, men to sow their seed, and women to 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 to, to have the, have seed implanted in their rich to fertile. Receive, gro- yeah, receive the seed to recede. Um, so uh, uh, and so that's why relationships at the start, the first six months, year, it's all it's all that, and it's oh god, I want you. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then that goes, that 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 goes because by then you should have um, job done. Well, though by then you should have created, you know, according to our, our Neanderthal brains, you should have created um, a baby. So it, then you got on with the the providing, but then a little while later, the men's man's brain reawakens. Oh, I must go and I must go and put my seed in in another uh, woman's um, uh, well, vagina, let's say, or or which is why I think sex bots are the way forward. Yeah. 
Isn't it a way of um, uh, of cementing a relationship, though, afterwards? It is a, it is a bonding it, thing, isn't I, it? I wouldn't use it as cement. It's not that sticky. Oh, God! <laughs> Rob? Good evening. Good evening, Rob. How are you, Ian? I'm all right, mate. I've got a terrible stomachache, actually, but I'm fine. Only a, a, few, only a few minutes to go. Not too long. Well, you say that. You say that. We might go on past one o'clock. We might have a lock-in. Like it. Like yeah. it. No. Um, so, I found you last Friday, because I've been playing a game on Facebook, which was uh, TV programmes mixed with British towns. Oh, I didn't like and this game. I hated this game. Everyone was, was good at this game. excellent ga- at it. Everyone was good at this game, except for me. <laughs> so, I've been doing it every Friday for the last three weeks. I'm Jesus. looking for a good topic for tomorrow. It's a topic every week. So, it was first of all, it was pudding-based uh, bands. And then there was something else. So tomorrow I was looking at something else. I was wondering if, you, if it feels like a good radio topic. Gosh, your Friday nights really are buzzing, aren't they? A Friday afternoon into Friday evening. Mm. It's, the whole, it's the whole PM spectrum. Okay. Um, so I was thinking potentially it could be popular music songs combined with uh, popular brands. What do you think? Does that work? Hit me gravy one more time. That's not quite there, is Frost, it? Frosty's the snowman. Yeah, it's not. It's not strongest category I've ever picked. No. I ice. Thought you might, I thought you ice. Might be inspired. Ice cream tea. What? Yeah, I'm going. He's talking about pop st- pop groups with uh, desserts. Ice cream hey, pop tea. Songs. Pop songs. songs I think songs. Songs. Okay. Um. Ice cream. Ice cream baby by Vanilla Ice Cream. <coughs> yeah. yeah? Ice gravy. No. She loafs you. What? She loafs you. What's that? It's not a pudding. It's got to be pudding. Songs with puddings in. A loaf, malt no, loaf. She doesn't have to put in. You said pudding. You said songs with puddings in. No, that was original. It was the original one. That's right, though, because I'm, I'm trying to do that one. Hang on. I just think food brands in general might work. Okay. So... Mean Mr. Custard. Break. Mean Mr. Custard by the Beatles. There we go. I've got... I've actually... I've genuinely got one. Name, love. No, it does, well, which means it's not a brand name. He says he wouldn't No, I'm not talking about brand. I'm still doing pop songs with puddings in. You're playing the wrong game. No, that's the game I'm playing. That's the one he mentioned first, and that's uh, my brain switched off after that. I thought, right, I think I can do this one. Mm. Me, Mr. Custard. <laughs> it's good. Uh, penny Sweet. Um, penny Sweet. No, Penny yeah. Sweet isn't a thing. Mm. That's nonsense. Um, mm. uh, Love day, do. Daydream Topping Believer. Dream Topping is a, is a pudding, isn't oh, it? Dream Topping? That's pretty good. Oh, it's yeah. not, it's not. Stop saying it's good. Instead it's of, not, it's what awful. about after, instead of Afternoon Delight, Angel Delight? Not quite there, though, is it? Yeah. Anyway, anything you can come up with. Just be quiet. Next? Just be quiet. Just be quiet. Um. Uh. Um. Um, he's got his concentration face on, eyes closed. Oh, hang on, hang on. I've got one. Is, is, is Apple Rollover a thing? If you want. Apple, Apple, Apple Rollover, Apple Rollover Beethoven. Beethoven, yeah. yeah. Apple, Apple Rollover is yeah. a thing, isn't it? Turnover, but it's Oh, bad. nuts, is it? Oh. No. Don't patch you could have, no, no, I've got it. Arctic rollover Beethoven. Last rollover Beethoven. Oh, I've got a good one. I've got a good one. Um, yeah. Pie of the Tiger, and I came up with that myself. 
Yeah, there's a lot of pie ones you can get. Yeah, do. the pie one's a rubbish one, actually. Sam sent me that on the screen. The Sam, stupid one, Sam. You're a boy. Idiot. You're a boy playing a man's game, Sam. Um, <laughs> you could do... <clears throat> I'm desperate to find one that includes the word ginsters, but it's not easy. Mate, we're, sti- we're doing puddings in songs, right? Oh, right okay, Just don't sorry, mess with sorry. this. Um, okay, puddings in songs. Okay, here we go. I'm, I want to be good at one of these. Yeah, we all do. We all want that for you. Um, Baked to last driving in my car? No. Baked to last, no. Um, if we, we, we're doing a lock-in until I get a good one of these. Oh, God. Could be a long night, guys. I've got to take the kids to school. Uh, oh, if only you could do custard tart Garfunkel. It's not quite there, though. No, it's not. Mate, so, no, it's a different game. Can you, if you, can you please be quiet, Rob, until you've got a really strong one, mate? Um, um, I can't even think. I, I can't even think of a dessert. Chocolate mousse. Yeah. Angel, do light my fire. Oh, yeah, that's good. That's, that's good. That's a good that's one, mate. Play, that's that excellent. is a, that is a that is very good, Rob. Yeah. Well done, buddy. You might have won. Um, well, I hate these games. I hate Rob. And these games. <laughs> I mean, he's I not, a you, man, really not a popular man, is he? Really hate you. Not a popular man. Who think of a pudding? Um, oh, um, crumble in the jungle. Crumble in the that's jungle cool. with Muhammad Ali. No. Oh, it's just not that's song, cool. is it? It's got to be a song. Um, there's got to be a song. Right, there'll be a song with the word rumble in. Put the word crumble in. There we go. Let's get ready to crumble. There we go. Thank you. There oh, we go. So I've done one, Rob. Yeah. Thanks very much. Get lost. I hate him. Uh, Rob. I hate that's him. Such an idiot. He's a troll. That is trolling. What he was doing. I'm glad there. he's not my Facebook friend. He's a troll. Imagine that. Oh, three, four, Friday. Four nine nine one thousand. Everyone's welcome except for trolls. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Evening, Clive. Evening. Evening, Clive. Rock and Profita roll around the clock. Oh. Stop it. Right, you, now. And. That, that is, is double trolling, Clive, and you know exactly why, buddy. I, I don't even need to say it. That is double trolling, alright? You are, are you, that is a yellow card. You are on very, very thin ice. Do you know what? That was, I was, I was listening to the previous call and I was sketching those down and that's the only one. And it was only afterwards, the name we don't mention. It came up and I was like, oh God, it was him. Do very, very, move along, very sharpish, Sunshine, because you are on very thin ice. We nearly made it two shows without a mention of the BH. We have to reset the BH clock again because of Clive. Well, BH to me says Buddy Holly, so, you know. Don't bring him up either. No, oh, I like Buddy Holly. Buddy Holly is proper rock and roll. Buddy Holly. Oh, my God, so, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't ring up morning about him, do I? I love him. No, so. just, 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 honestly, just Kat, change the subject, mate. You can't take a hint, this fella. Just move Mo- Move along, buddy. Move along. Uh, well, I oh, by the way, Barbara, Barbara, on, Barbara on Twitter. This is great. It's a song by Ultravox. Vianetta. Oh! Well done, Barbara. That is superb. Excellent gameplay there. Well done. She came out of nowhere. Yeah, that was great. That was great. Got to be a winner, that. Clive. Yes, Clive. Uh, well, no, I also had uh, Donovan and Mellow Yellow Custard. Yeah, we got... Well, yeah, no one says... Ye- well, Yellow Custard? 
Well, you can't have yellow custard. What, what other custard? Well, no, you can get green custard. You get, you get, you get brown you. custard, pink custard, you get all kinds of custard. But no one says, oh, I fancy some yellow custard. Hey, I tell you what, I, you know, I'm on a diet, right? But uh, I went home last night, and for the last three nights, there's been a full unopened tub in the fridge of Waitrose Madagascar Oof. vanilla custard, yes. right? <gasps> and and I, I take it out and I look at it, and, I go, and it, the date is the... Um, it uh, had um, the, the 14th on it, right? I took it out Monday. I thought, nah, can't do that. Took it out Tuesday. I thought, I cannot do that. I'm trying. Took it out last night. I went, ah, sod this. Cracked it open. Three quarters of it. It's 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 so Moorish. I'll just have one more. I'll just have one. Oh man, it was delicious. I was like a I was like a pig eating slops. It was everywhere, Clive. But it would have been, you would have been all right. You wouldn't have died off eating it after a couple of days over the date, would you? Oh no, no, it was it was just on the date yesterday. It was just on the date. But um, I, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm man alive. I, I'm trying to lose weight, and then the, the, then God puts that temptation in my way. What am I? What am I supposed to do, Clive? I'm just a human being. Well, just just do it. Just indulge it. Well, based on the news, which I heard uh, breaking on your show. Which I had breaking on your shelf. Sorry, something's just clicked in my head um, about the uh, Korea thing. Yes. Then we're, we're going to die anyway. So just eat it, fill your boots, have it. He's, he's right. If if we imagine imagine dying when you're on a imagine like the world gets destroyed and you're on a diet. Wouldn't that be Wouldn't that be just the worst? So there's a nuclear holocaust and you're on a diet. So you've spent like the last three weeks not eating all those good things. Um, and then you get killed by nuclear fallout anyway. And it make you Life sick. Life is so very cruel. No, nuclear fallout actually would make you violently, violently sick, and mm. then you would die. Your hair and your teeth would fall out, and y- your eyes would melt, and okay, um, you'd stop yeah. breathing. Yeah. But, yeah, it, uh, uh, you're right. You're right, Clive. But you would be thin. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. yep. So. No, yeah, just, just eat it all. Um, what I was ringing about, if that was all right, mm-hmm. I've, I've not seen this, so you might have discussed this in the previous weeks. Was I finally watched uh, over the past two days? Cheap, cheap, cheap. Oh, now I've not seen it. What do you reckon? Um, do you know it? Because I thought, with with due respect to Barry from the Watford, I thought it might be a bit ropey from what I read. Yeah. And the fact I've watched two, it's actually super addictive, and it's very funny. And Noel Edmonds is a bit blue. Is he? Well, but, yesterday he made a joke. Somebody was doing a plane impression, and it's obviously off scripted, obviously, isn't it? But uh, he he identified a plane as a fucker. Oh, well, well, that's what got um, Stan Baldwin banned from TV. Oh, Stan Baldwin never worked again on TV after that. No, well, he's doing it now. And then he asked a young lady to. Uh, he said, "Look at my hair." Because she was stroking his hair weirdly. Yeah. He was like, "I tell you what, uh, give me give me a tug on television." Oh, there's no need for that, is there? Well, gra- grannies love that kind of stuff. That's the audience they're going to. Uh, I do know that Barry is very upset by the negative press that it has been getting, but, um, I, I, I mean, I've not seen an episode. I don't really watch TV. I've seen clips of it. It looks all right. It's, it's not the worst, because from what I... Oh, and again, this is like the thing about not believing what you read. I, I honestly thought this is going to be appalling, the worst TV show ever. And do you know what? I'm sure you both could. There were about 95 million shows much worse than Cheap, Cheap, Cheap. Yeah. And, and it's entertaining and it's funny. So, Can I just tell you this from Al? A boy named Tiramisu. 
Oh, oh, oh that wow, is masterful. Wow. Clive, we've got some proper clever people listening to this show. They're not phoning in, but they're they're listening. I yeah, I, my uh, well. You know, my brain doesn't work that quick. I can't. I can't work that. I can't do that. I once got in. It was. It was. Um, uh, 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 in a, joining a conversation between uh, Thomas Walsh, uh, who phones the show occasionally, and Andy Partridge, and they were punning. It was like pun wars, and they were boom, boom. But both of them are so clever with words and puns and turning things around. And I was just sat there going, um, "Don't know. Don't know how to. Can't join in. I'm afraid, guys. You got me on this one, guys." I'm more of a uh, Karanga. The other, sorry, and this is not to drag it out to a lock-in, by the way. Uh, the other thing I did was I, li- I uh, something you said the other week uh, struck a chord in my head. Yes. And I thought, ah, and I was reading all about um, Laurel and Hardy. Oh, and yeah. I was absolutely fascinated by it. Go on, which bit? He 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 wrote all the films, didn't he, Stan Laurel? Yeah, I didn't realise that he was. I didn't. Well, I kind of knew he was from sort of my part. Well, from uh, Cumbria, wasn't it? Yep. yep. And how they ended up together, uh, and the fact that he wrote so much, and then I was, then I started. But you know, when again, good pun. But when you go down the rabbit hole and you start googling all these things, and I thought, was there ever any colour footage of them? And because the, the original films were never colourised, but there is colour footage of them, isn't there? Um, well, the original films they they have colour colourised them, haven't they? Using that awful colorization technique and i refuse to watch it because i want to see them in black and white because they were shot to be screened in black and white there is some there is a little bit of color footage of them isn't it but not not like in a movie it's sort of it's like a press reel or something isn't it i saw what i saw when i was digging through there was like some home movie uh footage and oliver hardy looked really really thin so i think it was quite near the end yeah but um, I didn't realise he'd lost so much weight. And yeah. then um, there was, what else was there? There was a film that they're in for about 15 minutes that apparently is lost completely, but some clips have appeared somewhere, but I couldn't find them. But I just found it amazing. I was just, and I was watching, I think it was a film on uh, Talking Pictures TV, which is what like prompted me. I was thinking, oh, Ian said about that, blah, blah, blah. And, yeah, the comedy timing was superb. It's you know. it's a masterclass. You know, there was an article in the paper the other day. Why are we why are we still um, uh, find Laurel and Hardy amusing a hundred years on? Because they're funny. Because they're this is just funny. It's not. It's timeless. The only thing that might put off young people watching it is it's black and white. And young people, um, some young people have a problem with black and white. But it's not topical. There's a little bit of topicality because some of those films from the 20s, they're poor because of the, you know, the the the, um, the crash and all of that. But it's not really topical. It's not, it's not, it's just, it's just funny, man. And for me, it's uh, my favourite, my favourite bits. I was watching um, A Dunce at Oxford. And I, I love all the, like, the, the talking, all the stuff. My favourite bits are when they're sat down next to each other, not saying anything. And there's a bit, and it goes on for ages, where they're getting out, Stan's getting out their lunch, their packed lunch. And he, he, he's got two hard-boiled eggs, and he gives one to, to Ollie, and he's got his boiled egg, and he kind of polishes it on his sleeve, and then he cracks it on his knee, and then he peels it open, and Ollie's looking at him, and he gets his egg, and he rubs it on his sleeve, and he cracks it on his uh, knee, and of course it breaks, because it's not boiled. And he just, he just, he looks at his knee for a second, and he just looks up at the camera, and, and just pulls that face of, I've done this a hundred times. And it's just so delicious! His, Oliver Hardy's looks to camera... I, I, I think are my favourite things in Laurel and Hardy films because they are, well, they just, it's just that tired. Oh God, not again! It's wonderful, wonderful. 
Well, I, I did read as well, and it's funny because, obviously, I'm a, well, not obviously, I think I've mentioned maybe on your show before that I'm a bit of a Beatles fan. The thing about um, what you were saying about the misquote about, you know, uh, John saying Ringo wasn't even the best drummer in the Beatles. Yeah. Is apparently Oliver Hardy never said, did he? That's another fine mess you got me into. He, he never said it. It was always a misquote, and I didn't know that until re- unless. unless Oh, I don't. Well, I, I don't. I don't know. Um, but quite possibly, just like um, uh, Barry Norman never said. Um, what was it? He never said. Um, I'm going to kill your mother. He never said that. Um, and why not? That was Rory mm. Bremner, wasn't it? And what was it? What was the other one? There was. There was another one that I just thought of. The weird one is Michael Caine, who apparently never said. Oh, and not a lot of people know oh, that. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Catherine. Mm-hmm. But apparently, he never did. And the only time he said it was when he did the single. With madness, because people got you thought he said it, and he never did. Um, Apparently, uh, 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 I called you by the wrong name. Now I do apologise, Clive. No, that's that's, and don't do it again, Uh, Clive. Nice to talk to you, mate. And you, Tata. Thank you very much indeed. Um, Talking Pictures TV, by the way, is uh, that's a that's a great channel which I've only dipped into. But guys, Talking Picture guys, get me in there. Get me in there in some capacity. I'll come and work for pennies. Get me in there. You know, I want to go through your archives and see what you've got. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Stu, then Raymond, and then it could be you, dear listener. Experience the unconventional. Hello. The unpredictable. Don't you think that's a bit weird? And the completely unorthodox. It was my birthday. With rule free Ian Lee. Uh, I was just trying to generate a bit of content. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. Hate alarm clock. Hate going to work. On talk radio. Okay, Paul Garner's playing. And Paul Garner is a professional comedy scriptwriter. Is it fair? Is it fair that he plays? Eaten trifles, eaten trifles. Uh, we, we've got um, uh, Steve Hen has also said that. What else have we got? Um, Carol, sweet dreams are made of cheesecake. No, 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 no. <laughs> I like you, Carol, but I don't like you that much. Uh, sorbet seems to be the hardest word. Um, Lucy in the sky with donuts. That's from, <laughs> that's from Lance, who works in Waterstones. You have sullied the good name of one of this country's finest bookstores, Lance. Go to bed, Lance. Yeah, it's sweet. E- oh, here we go. Easy like Sunday morning. Sunday with an E. Yeah, we oh, go. Oh, yes. Well done, uh, Steve. Uh, a boy named, for me, it's Boy Named Tiramisu by Al. And um, what was uh, what was Barbara's? Vianetta by mm. Ultravox. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, let's go to James. Evening, James. Hello, Ian. Hello, mate. Hey, um, I've got rocket eating mess boogie. Sorry, rocket rocket eating mess boogie. What is it meant to be? Rocket beating boogie. Well, hang on. How, you're just putting the word. You're just putting the word eaten. You're putting the words eaten mess in the middle of a sentence. <laughs> rocket beating, rocket eating mess boogie. Oh no, <laughs> Catherine! Am I being harsh on this poor soul that's called in? No, he's a Wally. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, I have a I have a joke that's gonna that's gonna push this show. It's dipped a little bit, but it's gonna push it into locking territory. Oh, you reckon? Okay. Oh, also, by the it's way, you know who did rock a beat and boogie, don't you? You know what this guy's doing? Oh, it, mate! <laughs> Are you doing uh, this? Right? Can we not mention Bill Haley on this show oh, anymore? Stop it! Stop mentioning him. I don't want anything Sorry. to do with the loser. Right, this joke is either gonna it's either gonna create a lock in or it's gonna prevent a lock in. James, over to you. Bearing in mind, I hate jokes. <clears throat> right, 
What's Whitney Houston's favourite kind of coordination? Oh, oh God. No, this is wrong. I don't know if we can tell. Can we? I don't think we can tell this joke. And I. Oh, actually, I quite like that. I quite like that. Yeah. Knock yeah. in. Hit the button. Yes. Time, ladies and gentlemen, please, for another one. <laughs> Dim the lights, draw the curtains, and charge your glasses. This is a hashtag radio lock in with the landlord of the late shift, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. James, we're having a lock in, buddy. Thank, thank, you. thank you very much indeed. The show goes... They're good, they are. we got a few of them. They're good. The show goes on after one o'clock. Um, so get your phone calls in, 0344 499 Good evening, Stu! Hello, mate. Hello, Stu! Yeah, great show as always. Thank you, buddy. Um, sitting on the dock of Sul Bay. <laughs> <laughs> you said that. So reluctantly, it's it, yeah. always like your missus said, yeah, i got one. Go on, phone in with this. He'll like this. I don't want to. Go on, phone in with it, And Stu. make sure you sing it. Yeah, go on. It'll be good, that. Um, yes, we can have sitting on the, on the dock of Sorbet. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. That's quite nice. That. God. Well done. All right. Can I just talk about Viennetta? I thought I had a really good call, Ultra Rocks, but it means nothing to me. Oh, thank oh. you very much indeed, Stuart. All right. Okay. He's pushing it now. There is something. Can we track the lock-in? Here's the here's the thing about here's the thing right and Raymond I'll come to you in a second. There ain't there ain't much better than a Vionetta, really. Is that, that that should have been their slogan. There ain't much better than a Vionetta. Yeah, but they were going posh. Well, Vionetta used to be it used to be posh, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it yeah. was it was what us working class kids thought was was a posh. We'd have it at Christmas. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. We had it for special occasions, but now uh, since then, I have as an adult polished off a whole Vionetta in oh, one sitting. You are. It's, it's that, that crack of the eye, of the chocolate as you cut it. I've, I could do a whole Viennetta, because they're not that big. We knew it was a party if there was Viennetta yeah. and Sarah Lee, that chocolate cake that was always frozen in the middle. Yeah. Never quite defrosted it. I tell, you, I tell you what I never liked, and it was a very 70s thing, and I'm glad it's gone, because I never liked it. Black Forest Gatto. It was a big thing in the 70s. Mm. If my parents had dinner parties, which was very rarely on the Britwell Estate in Slough, but occasionally they did, Black Forest Gatto. And it looked, it looks delicious, because it looks like a big chocolate cake, but it's not. It's all, it's all like dark cherries and syrupy and, oh, it's a disgusting thing. Absolutely disgusting. That's another thing we've got to blame the Germans for. Good evening, Raymond. Oh. Hello. No. Not happening, buddy. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Shake, rattle, and profiterole. Right, you're, you're, you're bad. I'm not... Can we just stop mentioning Bill Bloody Haley? I don't think that was him, was it? Shake, yes, it was, yeah. Shake, rattle, and roll? Yeah. No. Yes. No. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. He did it. Really, really annoys me mentioning that idiot. Because they know what they're doing. They're triggering the bat signal. It's, they're trolling, mate. And there's only two people who respond to it, and they'll be on all night. They're trolling, they're trolling me. It's actual trolling, right? And um, I don't know if it's illegal yet, but they should make it illegal, because that is trolling. But I'm in such a good mood, we're still going to have a lock-in. Um, their recent bust-up with frontman Tony Hadley brought back memories of their feud in the 90s. What? Why did Tony Hadley leave Spandau Ballet again? I think he thinks he can do better. 
there, no, there's got to be more to it than that, because they fell out big style in the, and they all sued each other, and Tony Hadley sued them because he wanted writing credit, and he didn't get it. I've met Tony, he used to live with me, he's a really nice bloke, and um, he did a TV show with me once. Um, really nice bloke. Tall, big man, very broad mm. shoulders. He's like a 1950s man, isn't oh, he? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, got, it's a great voice. Oh, it's a great voice, Tony Hadley's voice. I love that voice, and I, I, I like... Um, I like the kind of slick style that he has. I think I, I, I think he's a good performer. But then they got back together again and did a new album and did a world tour and all of that. That song was all right. They did as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was all. And I saw them on telly acting the acting the giddy goats like these pop stars do. It was all over the shop. Um, and then he kind of just tweeted, "I have left Spandau Ballet. Uh, no further comment, please." And everyone's going, "What? What?" And I think Spandau Ballet are going, "What? What have you done that for, Tone?" Strange. But Spandau Ballet aren't dwelling on the past. The reformed pop icons recently announced they've parted ways with their longtime singer, and now in an exclusive interview, they reveal the search for a replacement is underway. Mm. In a telling comment about their frustration, they insist they want somebody better. Ooh. <sighs> Bass player and EastEnders icon Martin Kemp revealed... To tell you the truth, we're going back into the rehearsal room in a couple of weeks to try out some new singers. Hey, hey, hey! 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 Me! Don't... No, get me in there! I met a boy called Frank Mills. You are gold! Mm. Always believe in our souls! You got the power to know you're indestructible! Always believe in... You are... Boom! Boom, 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 boom! Slightly a little bit too high for me there. I'll have to come down a semitone. Um, it's time to move on, and we're ready to get things moving pretty fast. For me, oh, come on now, this is this is this is a lie. And I'm going to read you a lie now from Martin Kemp. Okay, I don't want to libel anyone, but this next sentence from Martin Kemp is a lie. For me, this is probably the most excited I've been about the band for a long time. No, yeah. no. Surely it was when you had your first number one hit, or you got your first record deal, or when you got back together for a world... T- Surely it was then. We've got all of this freedom of not having a singer. <laughs> Great liberation for a band, that. To be, to be only more exciting by yep. not having a band. Yep. We don't know what's lying ahead, and it's exciting. Martin's brother and songwriter, Gary Kemp, revealed they even had celebrity offers for the job, including one... From James Corden. Oh. I hear Barry from EastEnders is free. Gary joked, I was at a party on the day Tony made his announcement when James and Rob Ryden came up to me and started singing Twoo to me really enthusiastically. But they were quite shocked, actually. Sources say the the band, above in their 80s heyday with Tony, even planned to film the rehearsal process knowing it could make a great TV show in the future. Uh, well, hang on a second. Yeah, it's going to be a Saturday night TV show um, called Gold! Exclamation mark. Or True. Yeah, or True, or Through the Barricades. And, um... Yeah, that, that, that's all three songs, isn't it? Yep, yeah, that's it. Uh, and a, a preview of their new docu- documentary film, Through the Barricades... <laughs> it's going to be true or gold. So there's then. a new doc. They did a documentary film, The Kings of the Western Frontier or something. It's on Netflix. This is quite good. Mm. It's quite good. I enjoyed that. So there's a new documentary film, Through the Barricades. Gary insists, take that, have proved the loss of a member doesn't have to be the end. Yeah, but they... They th- keep getting him back in. Yeah, and also, they all sang in Take That. Also, the one that left permanently. 
was kind of the interchangeable one anyway. Gary added, nobody thought that Take That could do it once Robbie Williams left. Well, they couldn't initially. They did They did that awful Bee Gees cover, then they, they called it a day. They did. We've got the name, the songs, and the sand. And I'm looking forward to getting together in a rehearsal room and making music again. Drummer, name the drummer. Steve. John Keeble. John. Added, yeah, it's an opportunity. People see it as a problem. We don't. That's fine. Yeah, people see it as a problem. The singer leaving. Because they do. We don't. That's fine. How is that fine? Just kiss and make up, guys. Stop pretending. If Tony don't want to do it, then whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. We'll get someone better. Ooh. Flipping it. I'd love to know what happened between those guys. I would love to know what happened. It just needs to be someone who fits in. Everyone wants to do it. The phone hasn't stopped ringing. And then the then Dan Wooten, who writes the the bizarre column, says, "Do the voice, mate. Maybe I maybe I'll throw my hat in the ring too." <laughs> Uncanny. Unbelievable. <laughs> Guys, we're having a lock-in. It's the second time this has ever happened on British radio. And what a surprise, it, both times it's happened on this show. The show has got a strong vibe. What's the point of finishing at one o'clock? If you want to listen to some sad sacks talking boring stuff about football, then you've got to retune to talk sport because we are carrying on past one o'clock. Uh, one o'clock? <laughs> <laughs> There's a Freudian slick slip. Oi. We are, it's, we are, it's a, uh, we are carrying on. It's a cock-in we're having, guys. <laughs> Is what I'm trying to say, okay? You can still call in. I'll tell you what we'll do, actually, because we haven't... This will be a first. We'll do calls straight to air after after one o'clock. Let's see what happens there. We might get none. We might get extra weirdness. So if you want to call in, I'll give you the number in a bit. My name is Ian Lee. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Free suckers. Nobody move. This whole area's on lockdown for the next hour. Investigate arresting late night entertainment and criminally good conversation with duty sergeant of the night shift, Ian Lee. This is a hashtag radio knocking on top radio. You going nowhere, fool. I ain't had enough of your jibber jabber yet. Yeah, that's that's a white man doing a black man's voice. That's absolutely fine. Uh, listen, the show is carrying on. If you're hoping to listen to some sports drones buzzing away about football, you have to go to the other place. We're here for uh, a little... Hello. Oh, there was a news tone, guys. Some people genuinely get excited by hearing the uh, IRN news tone or oh. Sky news tone or whatever it is these days. They get they get um, a little bit hot under the. Um, what do they call that? Pink noise. They call it something. I'm just wondering. Oh, I've left it in my car. What? Wait a minute. I think I took it out because I cleaned loads of stuff out of my car. Yeah, I've left my um, tiny little radio. I was gonna. Um, I was gonna. Flick through the shortwave. Um... I'll go and get it if you want. No, 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 it's not. It's not. No, no, no. We might, maybe I'll bring it in tomorrow. It might not work particularly well in there because of all the electrical equipment. Dear listener, the show is on for a little bit longer. We're going to take calls straight to air for a bit if you want. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. 0344 499 is the telephone number. Uh, you can call in, you can make funny noises, you can uh, make serious points, you can do whatever you want. I, I don't think it's going to be a particularly late lock-in tonight. I'm just feeling that there's been such a strong vibe um, that I thought we'd um, we'd carry on a little bit um, longer. Just looking at some of these. Carol, Fairy Cake of New York. No, I don't think Carol's got this. No. I, I, I don't want to put you down, Carol, but no. Um, Tit says, Tartbreak Hotel. Um, Paul Garner, again, total eclipse of the tart. 
Um, he's also done Don't Dream It's Pavlova. Um, I've told him to go to bed. I think a man of his age and his uh, his talent would, would be best served um, with have, some rest, having a little bit of a, yeah. a little bit of a rest. I think that would easily be the uh, best thing. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Um, you do not have to if you don't want to. Oh, there's now one of my favourite favourite entertainers, David Copperfield. Love, I love. David Copperfield, the magician, not the medallion man from Three of a Kind. Okay. Um, or the Dickensian character. Here's a picture of him. He's got a bit thin on top. He's not. Here's a picture so of him a from ten years ago. Oh, you see right, it? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Here's a picture of him. Got to do it so you can see it properly. Here's a picture of him from this year. Wow. Isn't it? Wow. Isn't it? He really is magic. Isn't it? It's got. He's got a huge bouffant. I mean, a ridiculous bouffant. It's kind of, it's kind of the hair that a, a nine-year-old boy yeah, has. Definitely. That's incredible, isn't it? I love David Copperfield. I know everyone thinks he's cheesy. I want my magicians to be cheesy. I like all kind. I like Pete Heat, who's, who's not cheesy at all. But I like that. I he like used that. to. He owned the cheesiness, didn't yeah. he? He used to revel in it. Oh, he's 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 brilliant. I, sh- I just remember showing the boys some of his stuff about a year ago, and we were just all blown away by him. Hello, line one. You're on the air. Hello, Ian. This is uh, Julie. Uh, I mean, Mindle. Hello, Mindle. Um, hello. You were speaking earlier about a fight that you were in that was caught on CCTV. Say that again. The, the what? Were you, you you were talking about uh, you were in a fight that was caught on camera on CCTV? Oh, no, I was in a fight today that was... I was in no, an... No, you're ar- talking about the attack at Victoria. Oh, that, that. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, I was in an argument today, a good old-fashioned argument today in the car park that wasn't caught on camera, unfortunately. But, yes, I got I got knocked out on CCTV in Victoria Station, yes. So you saying, unfortunately, uh, the argument today wasn't caught on yes. Uh, CCTV? Yes. Um, it just reminds me of once I was at Charing Cross Station... Yes. ...and I slipped on a patch of tea... Uh-oh. ...and slipped and knocked out three or four people... Wow. Completely straight like, down, like, like Skittles. Yeah. I, and I wish that it had been called yeah. on yeah. CCTV. You slipped on a, did you say you slipped on a patch of tea? Tea, yes. A, pa- a patch tea. of tea. Not a puddle or a... It was a, it was a patch a of patch. tea, a tea patch. <laughs> a patch of puddle Wowzers. Of, of tea. Wow. And as I sleep, I took out three or four people. That's the most British accident ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, in, that's incredible. No, I had a proper Barney. I had a proper Barney with some bloke downstairs. What about? Well, oh. well, here's the thing, right? The car park at Talk Radio is very small, okay? And there's a spot I parked. I've parked in pretty much ever since I've been here, right? Parking this one spot. Pretty much ever since I've been here. March last year. But today I came in early because I had a, a really important meeting. Then I was off to meet Clive. And I, sometimes I do come in early to go off and pre-record interviews with people. And so I parked in this spot at about half past one. And I went off and had my meeting. Then I went off and saw my friend Clive Bull. And then I got back about half past five. And I had to get some stuff out of my car. And I got to my car and I saw two things. The first thing I saw was that someone had parked a giant Porsche right up my ass, <laughs> touching touching my back bumper, right? Touching bumpers? Touching the, touching the back bumper. But in doing so, he had blocked the entrance 
to the car park, so no one could get past him. This was near to the, the top of the car park. No one could get past him to get to the, the well of the car park. And so James Whale had parked his car behind him, so it was blocked, right? So I thought, oh, that's annoying. The second thing I noticed was, leaning against my car were loads of wooden pallets. So my car was completely surrounded by pallets and bins, right? And I should have taken a picture of the pallets and the bins. I didn't. Instead, what I did, thinking somebody might be watching me who had done this, is I shrugged, I shrugged my shoulders and started <laughs> whistling. <laughs> and and I, I moved all of the stuff away from the car and threw it on the floor out of the way, whistling. Couldn't, I tried to open my boot. I couldn't because the car behind me was so close. So I, I moved it forward an inch, opened the boot, got what I needed out, closed the boot, reversed it back touching bumpers again <laughs> then i went round to the front of the building to speak to dan who's the security guy lovely bloke really nice bloke like dan a lot and i said here dan what has parked their car right up my ass he said what do you mean i said some bloke has parked his car right up my ass lent loads of pallets against it i mean it's a battered old polo you know but it's the, it's the principle lent loads of we got, i can see loads of people calling in i will get you in a bit lent loads of pallets against it and blocks the car park so no one can get in and this was before all the night shift came in so there'd be about five or six cars including cats and all the producers and presenters for talk sport and he went, all right, I'll, I'll have a look and, and see if I can find out whose car it is. And then as I walked away, some old boy came in, right? And I just had an inkling that this old boy was connected with it. So I went around the corner and I listened. And the old boy's going, well, um, the, basically, the, it's the, a, a new building has opened up next door to us, right? And this, this, this old boy works. He says, well, the boss of the building next door is furious because someone's parked in his parking space. And I'm listening, I'm thinking, right. And he said, and he, so he's gone off to the theatre, but he's, he said he's, he's, he's parked there and he's furious. And so I went round, I went, hands up, it's my car. I'm really, really sorry. Totally my fault. I didn't know, I didn't know this, right? I didn't know that there were separate spaces. I just thought everyone parked where everyone could get. I didn't know that part of the car park is ours and part of it, is theirs i didn't know that and because this building next door has been empty for the best part of a year it's never been an issue and um this guy was being a bit funny and i said well you know that's going to cause problems for everyone else could you phone up your boss and see if he can come and do it and the bloke was getting a bit funny and so i went look mate i'm not being rude right but your boss has piled loads of pallets against my car that is not the act of a dignified um, man of business that's the, the act of a twat um and he's been an absolute dick it, it was a mistake it was an error he is now going to ruin the parking for about seven or eight people is he happy with that so then he phoned up his boss and he put the phone down and said, well, the boss says he's, he's too far away. He's at the theatre. He's too far away. I went, well, your boss is an idiot then. And I stormed off. And then I up, came upstairs and I'm come mouthing off to James Whale because he'd parked his car and all of this. And then 20 minutes later, Dan phoned up from reception. He said, right, the bloke's turned up. And I said, all right. He said he reckons James can get his car past his. I said, he can't. He's blocked. He's totally blocked it. There's no way anyone can get a car past that. I said, we'll go down and we'll sort it out. So me and James then go down. I'm furious, right? I'm furious. Because he could have got past me, uh, Julie. He just chose not to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's made a point. 
Oh, my God, it's so embarrassing, though. Oh, it's awful. And it's, and him, I mean. And Denny, our boss, came, said, said I, I better come with you. Still right, Denny, be fine. And he was going to be fine. I, didn't, I wasn't going to go down there with an attitude, although I was angry. Yeah. Then he said, I'll come with you. So we got downstairs in the car park, and there's this old boy in a suit. And we walk up to him. As we walk up to him, I go, mate, hands up. It's my fault. I'm really, really sorry. I didn't know there was segregated parking. Is this your car? I said, yeah, and I'm really sorry. I, I literally, I've just found out. You effing idiot. I've effing told everybody. I've been told time and time oh. again that everyone in that effing building has been told that they can't park there. I said, mate, I did not know until an hour ago that I was not allowed to park there. You've parked like an absolute twit. That wasn't a twit. I uh, said, you've parked like an absolute twit. And hang on a second. I've come to a part. I'm getting furious. Kath knows this anger that I'm talking about, right? I said, I've just apologised to you, and you've come straight out with all these, all having a go at me. How dare you? And another thing, what gives you the right to put pallets against my car? I know it's a crappy polo, but you don't put pallets. I never put pallets against your car. I said, yes, you effing well did. He said, listen, sunshine, I've, you have been, and, and James and Denny have just stood there, <laughs> right, and, I'm, and it's getting tense. And he, he starts swearing at me. I said, I tell you what, mate, why don't you put your dick away, start waving it all over the place, <laughs> I will move my car, you will move you, your car, and we can sort this out. And then he said something else, right, and I don't remember what he said. And I'm, it's, it's a quarter past one, we're going to use adult language, right? I said... All right, sunshine, stop being Barry Big Bollocks and F off. (laughs) And then he said, right, then he said, right, you can all F off. I'm leaving my car here. You F off. No, you F off. And he walks off. And so at this point, I get in the car because now I'm fuming, right? And I think, (laughs) shut up, shut up, shut up, Ian, shut up. Get in the car, drive it down the other end of the car park, let Danny. And as he says, you could, I'm going to F off, you can leave my car here. James went, actually, I don't think you're going to leave your car here. I think you're going to move it, right? So James kind of steps in. And so I drive off. And I park the car, and I stay in the car for about 20 seconds to try and calm down, right? And I get out, and I, and I think, just walk back in the building, walk back in the building, walk back in the building. I don't. I walk back towards him, right? <laughs> and I can, see, I can see James is getting in his, in his car. And Denny's... To- Denny, you can see why Denny is management, yeah. and I am what we call talent. Um, and Denny's calming. Denny's brilliant, right? He's, he's a good boss, he's a good bloke, and he's calming him down. And as I'm walking towards him, I'm saying, mate, I'm sorry. It was an accident. I'm not. He said, everyone's been emailed. I said, mate, I'm not on the emails. I'm not on the internal emails. I don't get those emails. I am sorry. It will never happen again. He went, ah, ah, all right. All right. And then we shook hands and then he high fived me. What? And then he moved his car, and that was it. And, that's it. and here's, here's, here's what a great guy I am. I said, so um, what, what play are you off to see tonight? He went, what? Because well, the, 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 the boy earlier on said he's off to see a play. What play? He said, oh, I'm off to see um, Girl from the North North Country. I said, oh, the Bob Dylan thing. That'll be all right, that. He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, oh, well, have a good night. And that was it. It was a proper old-fashioned argument, the way my dad taught me to argue. Never any hint of violence. It was never going to escalate into violence. It was just swearing and shouting, and it ended with a, a handshake and a high five. It was wonderful, I mean, Are you Julie. sure there's no CCTV? Because I would pay yeah. money So to would I. That. This Julie. is the annoying 
something, right? I came back and there was a couple of people in the office and they said, Oh! They'd taken pictures! We were watching this. I went, I hope you filmed it. And they said, no, they took a couple of stills. Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a, a waste floor of full of journalists and no one yeah. thought to take a video. Sports journalists. Ah. Um, so there you go, Julie. Thank you. That, that was that was the argument today. What a load of fun. It was brilliant. I have not had an argument like that for a long time and it was great. Absolutely great. Look, <laughs> line two, you're on the wireless. No, Turn your radio off. No one thought yeah. to take a video. Sports journalists. Ah. Um, Line two! That was the argument today. They're a bit slow. Let's go to line three. Line three, you're on the wireless. Achy cakey heart. Achy cakey heart. Really? What's wrong with that? Go to bed. (laughs) Go to bed. Disgust me. Achy cakey heart. (laughs) (laughs) Right, Carol. uh, Carol. She's. Eternal flambe. Give it up, love. Uh, come on, Carol, please. I know, listen, I know you're, you're a big supporter of my work and I appreciate that. But no, we are not having eternal flambe on this flipping thing, all right? It's not happening. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number in this. The second ever British radio lock in. A mum says her home was blood-spattered and trashed in a wild party after she wented it out through Booking.com, which I'm guessing is like Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Cafe owner Elam Govtepe, 35, agreed a £311 fee for a woman to stay in the three-bed semi for a quiet weekend. But the ex-cop was stunned when neighbours rang her at her mother's to say up to 20 revellers were smoking cannabis and (gasps) swinging vodka. Swinging? Swinging vodka. Did you see that um, tweet today of this comedian who who stayed at the Airbnb? Yeah. And the complaint from the uh, landlord. (laughs) This really long-winded complaint. And basically, he'd moved a few jars and left a a cupboard door open. He'd not put the dining room chair back under the table. And he said, said, I'm sorry, mate, for moving a cup and and, um, moving a chair and only paying you £365 (laughs) for the privilege. (laughs) Um, Line two, you're on the wireless. Excuse me. Hello. 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 Can you hear me? Yeah, unfortunately... Ben and Jerry's. What? We're naming desserts, aren't we? No. No. We're naming... We're cleverly naming songs that sound a bit like desserts. Oh, we've got that wrong. So what song sounds like Ben and Jerry's? Um, Thanks very much for calling. Let's go to line five. Line five, you're on the wireless. Hello, my name's David. Hello, David. Um, uh, I'd like to get some help in uh, reunited with some of my friends from the uh, 70s and 80s who helped me when I was uh, doing the bins around Westminster. When you were doing what, sorry? Bins. I used to work oh, really? Were well, yeah. you a bin man? That was in the oh. old days when you had to um, lift the bins on your back, didn't you? Oh, yay. Bloody hell. <laughs> I, no, bet that no was, I bet that was the toughest gig ever. You had to you had to do this weird little movement where you had to t- bend round in front of it and kind of hoik it up on your back. I always thought that was an incredible manoeuvre. Yes. And, uh, 
We should do the, uh, bids for, uh, Bucket of Paris. No, you never did. Did. You did not do the Queen's bins. Did the Queen's bids. And, uh, one night, about three o'clock in the morning, something like Because you don't want to bother them in the morning. No. <laughs> and we, uh, we found some, uh... Go on. Glass beads. Uh, and I was convinced <laughs> that it was the Elgin Marbles. Hang on, the Elgin Marbles, the, the, the Elgin Marbles are massive great slabs of rock, aren't they? No, no, well, well, but yeah, I found out subsequently, <laughs> yeah. At, at the time, we found these round balls of glass. Yeah. And we were got me, Dave, and, uh, Sparky. Sparky, yeah. Two Daves. Um, I'm Dave. Dave, 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 Dave and Sparky. There was three Daves. Flipping heck. That, that must have been confusing. It's a common name. It is, actually. Yeah, you, you, you... And we found, uh, so I went, I was convinced these were the Elgin Marbles. Yeah, yeah. So I guess we're at the, uh, we're at the, uh, museum thing. Yeah. That one around, uh, the Kicks Cross. Yep, yep, yep. Turns up. Is it? Shows them the marbles. Yes. <laughs> and they were like, no. These, these aren't, these, these aren't old. <laughs> these are like kid marbles. These are kids marbles! <laughs> They've got a little swirl inside. Yeah. How do they it's... get that swirl inside those marbles, Dave? Oh, I don't know. I think they grow something inside the glass. They grow or blow? Grow. Grow, yes. Find some sort of, uh... Herb. Something like that. Yeah. So who are you looking... Who, who are you trying to find from the 70s? Dave. Yep. Dave. Let me write these down. Hang on. Right, the first one was Dave. Who's yeah. the second person? Dave. Hang on. Yep. Dave. Yep. It's Sparky. Sparky. And just remind me of your name, fella. Dave. Okay, okay. so if there are if um if you if you are or you know either a Dave a Dave yeah. right. a Dave right. or a Sparky who used Sparky. to work on the bins in the seventies with Dave Westminster Bird Council. Yep, then O three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Thank you very much. Thank you. you. Thank you, Sparky. Bye. Bye-bye. There we go. His name was Dave. Sorry, I got that wrong. Mm. Um, line six, you're on the wireless. Hi, you're all right. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm fine, uh, thank you. Well, I was ringing you to have a pop at you about Black Forest Gatto oh. and, uh, and and about um, uh, bands who've changed the lead singer. But whilst I was, like, trying to ring you yes. and I was on hold... The world's biggest spider, and, and uh, this uh, cat sees you might dump it. I've literally just shat myself. <laughs> <laughs> literally? Because Did you literally? It was a bit of leakage, yeah. Oh, oh God. God! That is going. What happens to the country after one o'clock when we stop watching them? Let's it go. They can't handle, they can't look after themselves. 
Well, I moved, I moved like, I had two towels, one top of each other. I lifted the top towel, yeah. and there was like the world's biggest spider. So I thought, right, well, what I'll do, yeah. this is so genuinely true. I thought, right, I'll go and get a bit of uh, toilet paper, mm-hmm. and I'll sneak up on it and capture it. But then it became like a bit of cat and mouse, and it's never scuttled under my PC. And I can't get to a little bugger. Well, you lift up your PC then. Well, I can't do that, can I? Because it's like running everything when I'm talking to you. Oh, I can't do it. Mm. But it's massive. But it's massive. Man up. Man up. Line eight, you're on the wireless. Hello? Hello, your number ends 907. I've got to talk a bit quietly. Shh. Okay, sorry. Hello? Yeah, why have you got to talk a bit quietly? Is your mum there? No, I'm in the kitchen. Okay. She She's upstairs. Oh, she doesn't... She, she I doesn't, don't want to wake her up. No, okay, fine. What, what would you like to say, caller? Oh, I don't know. I just I just phoned for a laugh. Okay. Um, why are you up at 24 I, minutes past do one? I, do I? Um, I couldn't sleep, mate. Yeah, tell me about it. Do you know, do you know uh, like about 10 years ago, I used to phone up and pretend to be Mel Gibson. Do you remember that? There was I, another guy who did uh, Danny Glover. I'm the Mel Gibson. I've, do you know, I do vaguely remember that. Funnily enough, we watched, I made Kath watch Saw tonight. I forgot that Danny Glover was yeah, in that. Yeah, yeah, true story. Yeah, that was my little, uh, that was my moment. Oh, good for you, man. What have you been doing in the last 10 years, then? Oh, just thinking about that. <laughs> Me too! It's exactly what I've been doing. No, that, it didn't get any better than that, to be fair. No, that, the same for me. My career's been all downhill since then. Oh, shit, I think she's woken up. All right, you better go then, You're mate. You're in massive okay, trouble. Isn't it funny? After one o'clock, what people get up to... Oh, by the way, call straight to air for a little while longer. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand radio locking. Ten years ago, Mel Gibson was still a ser- quite a serious actor, wasn't he? I think he was an anti-Semite ten years ago, wasn't he? Was he? When yeah, it, it was a that was a long time when ago. When did the sugar tits thing happen? Oh, I don't know, but that was a, it was a long time ago. Um, yeah, we I made you watch Saw this evening. Yeah, so great film. I've not seen it for years, so I've forgotten most of the twists. I remember the the twist about the guy lying on the floor that it was him. Spoiler alert, by the way. Uh, well, it's an old film, but I'd forgotten most of the others, and it's uh, it's a it's a it's a cracking movie. That that was one of those films. Thankfully, I hadn't heard any spoilers beforehand. I didn't really know what it was about, apart from I want to play a game because it did spawn quite a, a, a nasty game that we used to play at oh, three counties. Horrible, but game. not quite as nasty as the game me was playing. Mainly about a thief that we used to work with, wasn't <laughs> <laughs> it? In various scenarios. Yeah. We'll leave it there and you can use your imagination. Anyway, so it was one of those films where at the end of it you realise you haven't been breathing properly all the way through it. Mm. I'd been holding myself very, very carefully all the way through. And Tense. here's what's great. We found, because um, I, I brought, my, we watch it on my computer and that's too quiet. So I've got these little speakers I brought in. No, that's new. Then I remember that ages ago someone sent me these, these massive, well, these, they're quite big speakers. They're the size of like a VHS tape or something. Yeah. And so I brought them in, flipping it, they were loud. But then we found downstairs, near Virgin Radio... By the way, I, I can say this, I think, I've only got two more Virgin Radio shows left, um, because it was it was always going to be a trial thing, and they want to go in a different direction, and I might end up doing some more shows there, but there are only two more Virgin Sundays for me, guys, so make sure you're listening to the last one, because I'm going to bring my own records in. Um, so, um, But downstairs in Virgin, they have bands in, mm-hmm. and, it, it, and they play inside this glass room, and now we know why it's soundproofed so we went in there and you can draw a curtain all around it so we turned the lights off drew a curtain all around we're in a soundproof black out 
booth watching a horror film at full volume. For a moment, I thought you were going to say, I want to play a game. I want to play a game. It was absolutely wonderful. I literally didn't do what Kyle did, mm-hmm. but I could have. Hello, line one. Well, I've got, I've got two things for you. Okay, line one. First one is Bolon uh, from. I made a mistake earlier with the ben, ben and Jerry's thing. Okay, so the first point you want to make is. Oh, hang on a second. Uh, your first point you want to make is. My name's David Babcock, and I got two of us to come in knob. Okay, and what's the second um, point uh, you want to make? What's the second point you like to make, caller? My name's David Babcock, yep. and I got two of us to come in knob. Okay, so hey. that's the two points, is so, it? Uh, I've got a very Thanks good... very much for calling. Let's go to line seven. Seven, you're on the wireless. Sorry, it's me again. Hello, mate. Sorry, I've got a mouthful of pasta. You you really are living La Vida Loca. I've got heartburn. I've had heartburn the whole day. Um, th- th- you can get tablets for that, because I used to get terrible heartburn. Yeah, when I was pregnant. I Zantac. Drink some milk if you've got nothing in. What's the difference between a heartburn and, like, an ulcer? Well, an ulcer is, is like a permanent thing, and a heartburn is just a, a temporary thing. Heartburn's just indigestion, Discomfort. isn't it? Discomfort. It doesn't feel good. Well, don't eat pasta. Pasta will make it worse, you muppet. Oh, well, I'm hungry. Well, that's that. I'm, sa- I'm standing in my pants in, my, in the kitchen. Wow, there's an image for the ladies. She didn't wake up the last time, by the way, yeah. and I realised I, 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 said, I said a bad word, which I won't say again. Yeah, but I'm going to tell your mum you said it. She's dead, actually. Jesus. Gosh. Well, we we all take grief in different ways, and yours is to pretend that she's upstairs. So I was doing that thing where, you know, you, it goes quiet, you know, the Clive Ball thing. But she's dead there. Ooh. Rigatoni. It is. It actually hurts going down. I'm sure it's probably an old song. Five, five, you're on the wireless. Oh, hi, Ian. And, um, Catherine, how are you? Good, thank you. Is this Angela? It's, um, yeah, I'm on my right. It's me, yeah. I just, 
You can admit if you do. Don't I just, Angela? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. Anyway, I just woke up. I've, I've, I've enrolled some courses I have this week. Hey, wicked, nice one. What courses are you doing? Oh, God, there's some embroidery, a hand, hand one, and um, some crocheting. Some what? Crocheting? Yeah. OK. Oh, um, yeah, that'd be I nice. know how to, I'd like to uh, do it, but all that fresh air would knock us around, wouldn't it? Um, I wouldn't know. I haven't been in fresh air for, since 1983. Oh, I expect all that. Yeah, I mean. Saying that, though, I booked, um, I booked a week off in, in October, because I'm knackered. And I might do mm. what I did last time and just go and rent a cottage in Wales somewhere. Although I think it may be not Wales, but I want to go and rent a cottage and go out for long walks and write mm-hmm. and watch and watch movies and read books. That's what I want to do. Good. You deserve it. Yeah, what week in October? Wait, what week in October? Um, you know, I don't know. I think it's the first week of October. I'm not sure. Yes, my birthday on the 23rd. Oh, I'll be around for that, baby. You, you try and keep me away. Okay. <laughs> have a nice evening, mate. Thank you very much indeed. This is a radio lock-in. If you've just tuned in, this is live. It's one thirty-two. There's no adverts. There's there's no format now. It's kind of just an extra bit of the show. It's only the second time we've ever done it, and we're we getting loads of phone calls. How many phone calls have we had so far? A bajillion. Yeah, we got a bajillion. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go to line three. Three, you're on the wireless. It's me again. What happens if it crawls in my mouth while I'm asleep? Sorry. <coughs> What happens if it crawls into my mouth while I go to sleep? Well, then it will lay spider eggs in your mouth, and then you'll wake up, and as you open your mouth to brush your teeth, a million spiders will come out of you like in Charlotte's Web. And they'll think that you're their dad. So you better get on those spider-making skills. Ten. That's ten more than Julia Hartley Brewer's ever had on her show. That was ten, ten in the last 33 minutes. Um, cupboards, back to this story... Cupboards were broken glasses. Cupboards were broken. Comma. Glasses. I've turned the light off to create a vibe. Ah. Cupboards were broken. Glasses smashed and worktops melted by cigarettes. Walls and carpets were stained with blood after a fight broke out. Alem's passport and 10-year Met Police Service medal were stolen. Oh, and this is the worst one, I think. Her three-year-old son's clothes were left covered in vomit. Oh, that's terrible. She rang 999, but um, police told her to bag evidence and take swabs herself. She chased off the revellers with mum, AC51. Aileen is staying with AC as as her own £400,000 home in Buckhurst Hill, Essex, needs thousands spent on repairs. She said they were animals, and it makes me sick that the police wouldn't come. Um, I've not heard of this booking.com, but I think there are more of these um, places than uh, things like Airbnb than perhaps we we can even Mm. begin to know. 0344 499 calls straight to air, guys. Calls straight to air. We'll do this for for a little bit longer. I'm enjoying this. I do like having this freedom where it's, it's been a call. We've had a really good run of shows the last couple of weeks. I, I do find that when I'm when I'm stressed and and anxious and and worried about the, the, my life collapsing around me as it is that those are the best those are generally the best shows. I don't this weird this weird perverse thing that when everything is going to cock in my life those are the best um, the best shows. But um, 
what lovely freedom to be able to go, oh, the show's going really well. Let's, let's, let's do another half an hour or so and see where we get to. I like that. Um, here we go. Oh, no, let's just another story in here. Someone's a little bit. Oh, here we go. Here we go. This is a good story. It's sick or treat. Um, jihadi bomber and Gestapo outfits ready for Halloween. Now. And so it begins again. When did we become funny about people dressing up as Nazis? It's always been a great British tradition for people to dress up as Nazis and lampoon them. Not to dress up and in Zeke Heil and, and be obnoxious, but, you know, Peter Sellers... It, it, it's always been a, a comic British thing that we've done, is to dress up as Hitler, to dress up as, as him, dress up as these horrible, horrible, hideous people from World War Two, because... Well, we bloody well beat them. And I'm, I mean that slightly with my tongue in cheek, but also, you know, historically we did. Um, and it's our way of, 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 we're not laughing at, we're not laughing at the death camps. We're not laughing at the Holocaust. We're laughing at the, 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 the fact that World War Two was bloody horrible and miserable. But you know what? We won. And it's probably the only just war in 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 the last few hundred years, isn't it? Well, laughing at them was kind of taking some power back, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, why we call them Jerry's. It's, it's, you know, Hitler has only got one ball, the other is in the Alba Hall. Here's the thing, Hitler had two testicles, but it was a great thing to joke he only had one testicle. Yeah. So I don't I don't quite understand. I mean, this is, a, this is um, on the back of the Paul Hollywood thing, but I don't quite get it. But the other thing is, right, it's a distraction, because at this point there are actual Nazis... Actual, actual Nazis, the I jihadi, think, are the problem. The jihadi bomber outfit, It's a f- I'm going to say it's a funny outfit, right? And I'm not in any way saying that those those yeah, guys but, are funny. But at this point, oh, I would, I would, it's I, too soon. And, and, I'm not, and I'm not suggesting necessarily that I think it's appropriate people dress like this. I'm just saying from this picture, that outfit makes me laugh. I will describe it to you. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's a guy, it's a white guy, and he's got um, a brown wig and a very, very long... Um, uh, brown beard that comes to, to sort of halfway down his chest. He's wearing sort of, um, uh, it's, well, it's a weird sort of suit. Uh, it's a weird sort of suit, and he's holding three sticks of obviously cardboard dynamite. I mean, that's, I mean, it's not the greatest suit in the world, but I, I, it looks funny. Would it be appropriate to dress up in it? I don't know. That's not my call. I wouldn't. Well, Fancy dress firms are selling Taliban bomber outfits for Halloween just months after the Manchester Arena blast horror. I, I get why that's a, that's, that's a... I think it is a bit soon. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, a bit soon. I don't know if a bit soon is the right word. While they're still blowing people up, I don't think we can laugh about it. But I don't think, I don't think that's laughing... That's not laughing at Manchester... That no, isn't laughing at Manchester. No, that surely, okay. Let's, I'm not saying this is necessarily what I think, but isn't that the same thing as as, as laugh? Is it? Is it? How is it different? And I'm saying this because I think there might be a difference, but I don't know what it is. How is it different? Mocking um, Muslim extremists by dressing up in a silly, over-the-top costume. Mm. How is that different from dressing up as a Nazi? Is it because there's a racial thing in there? That's a white guy dressed up as a as a Muslim. Get white Muslims. Yeah, you're right. And, and the Islamic that, that outfit is like an Afghan. Yeah, yeah, but that but then that outfit is like a German. You know, it's not. I don't think. I don't think it's a racial thing. Mm. I don't think it's a racial thing. I don't know. I I I, can't, I don't know makes why. Then it just makes me feel. Yeah. Does it make you? Come on. If we 
were at BBC Three Counties and Tony came into work dressed like that one day, you'd laugh, wouldn't you? No. Would you not? Oh, yes, you would. I don't know. Um, full costumes, complete with beige tunic. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. By the way, come and get it while it's hot. Um, full costumes, complete with beige tunic, dark brown waistcoat, bushy beard, and fake bomb are being offered for thirty two ninety nine. Remember, me and my mate Mackenzie made a fake bomb when we were in Edinburgh once, just for the the, the craft of making a fake bomb. It looked good. Hello, is there someone there? Hello, Ian. Hello, caller. Yo, 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 Kev. Yeah. Oh, dearie me. I think he wants to talk to you, not me. Who's that? Hmm? Anyway, you've had two great days of saying, hashtag it. Yes. Have you found a place to play hide and seek yet? We haven't found a venue for hide and seek yet. And I'll be honest, I haven't, I haven't really been looking because there's so much other stuff going on at the moment. But um, do you know what? Uh, this weekend, I'll, I'll start having a little sniff around. And uh, remind me next week, Andrew, and I'll mention it on the show because it will be great to find a place to play hide and seek. We could do with a Halloween y type place as well, couldn't we? Uh, yeah, somewhere ghosty or something. Spooky. Uh... And not full, not full of um, paranormal investigators. Oh God, they're such knobs. <laughs> no, 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 don't, don't get back up, you both. No, well, he's uh, he's the, the the best of a bad bunch. I think I, I don't have much time for paranormal investigators. He'll bring, he'll bring his organ along and start playing stuff. Yep, that's going to happen. That is going to happen. Let's go to line three. Three, you're on the wireless. Hip 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 hip. Line three. Yeah, right, Ian. This is uh, no ads and Ian Lee and Cap. This is like paradise. It's brilliant. Well, we welcome to paradise, my friend. I'm afraid we don't <laughs> have 71 virgins for you to make love to. All we've got are these box of tissues. <laughs> that is uh, that is a shame. In fact, I was thinking, because you were just talking about um, dressing as Nazis mm. and, and all that, um, that Russell Brand got the sack, didn't he, for dressing as uh, Bin Laden? Um, oh, he did, but he was also wasn't he high on heroin at the same time? Yeah, but and I think it was also the day after nine eleven. Wasn't so it? I, wasn't it after nine eleven? He was on heroin. He dressed as Bin Laden. And do I remember this correctly? Didn't he get his willy out as well? Yeah, I think he did. Oh, don't it was, think it was, so, no. it was quite a lot of th- I, quite a lot of things going on in once. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I think that he got his willy out on that demo. Yeah, but, he did. Uh, he, he stood on top of the camera van, didn't he, and got his uh, pecker out. Yeah, I think that's on YouTube. Um, Russell's greatest hits. Yeah, yeah. But uh, on the um, the day after nine eleven, I think he was high on heroin. But he just dressed as Bin Laden, and he got the sack for that, not for being on heroin. No, no. Because no. <laughs> uh, I think they probably expected that by by then. Hoping to get Russell Brand on the show at some point because he's got a new book you out. Need to read his book first. Uh, well, I've got. To re- I'm reading the. Um uh loud and wainwright book first uh-huh. then uh, then it's rufus uh, rufus sorry then it's uh, uh, russell. russell um so yeah I, this weekend i'm planning to get my head down and read those books so hopefully rufus wainwright uh, loud and wainwright and russell brown coming on the show yeah. that's the plan be brilliant yeah actually is um is all the two books are very good you know because i think people put off them because they're called bookie wookie or whatever yeah but 
I personally uh, thought they were excellent books. And I enjoyed him. I like Russell Brand. I, I don't find him yeah. hilarious, hilarious, but I like him and I like what he does and I like the fact that he's unique and individual. And I met him once, years and years ago, before he became the Russell Brand, and he was very, very polite to me. And I always remember that. When someone doesn't need to be, he was very, very polite to me. He's one of those people who uh, I'm glad they're around because they just make things more interesting. Yep, I think he's, I think he's a good lad. I think he's actually much better when you see him being interviewed than when he does his stand-up. That's my own, you know, I, I think so. Just like, you know, you know the, the tremendous charisma and articulacy yeah. comes across. And I think there's a thing in this country that often people don't like people that are very articulate. Um, yeah. Stephen Fry said something like, uh, think, oh, no, no, uh, Will, uh, who's that writer, Will? Will uh, Self? Uh, Will Self, Will Self, yeah. He said something like that often people who are very articulate are sort of frowns on because um, there's an anti-intellectual kind of um, thing in Britain um, yeah. whereas in America those yeah. kind of people are celebrated yeah exactly I think there's still a feeling in this country that if you get to a certain level you become a smart ass. Mm. yeah yeah it's a shame really yeah um, I know I, what you mean I, well I was thinking about you know I'm normally against capital punishment but those phone ops that wouldn't let Peter Cook do his character. Oh God! I, I did. I'd have it for them. I mean, isn't that terrible? Jürgen the German. I mean, that. that would have been just marvellous. Absolutely marvellous. I mean, they're again the greatest comic brain. Like you know, maybe for a hundred years or something, and some phone op. You know, doesn't doesn't. But, let him but fair play. I mean, he was he he was wasted. <sighs> He was wasting his he was wasting his talent, you know, phoning up Clive Bull, which is great, and I'm glad that they did, when he could have been, you know, doing such wonderful things. It's it's so frustrating when you see someone as talented as that who um, just falls into the, tri- the traps of drinking and drugging and losing self. I think he lost a lot of self confidence. He yeah. certainly lost his impetus. He had no reason. You know, he's consumed by bitterness about Dudley Moore going off and... Because he was the good look. You, you see Peter Cook in 66, 67. He's very handsome. He was the handsome, good-looking guy that was yeah. going to be a movie star. And then he made Bedazzled that no-one watched. And then he made The Rise and Rise of Michael, Michael Rimmer, which is unwatchable. It's terrible. And that yeah, was I it. Know. That was his movie career over. And whereas Dudley Moore, the short little fellow who had a club foot, suddenly became an actual Hollywood sex symbol. Yeah, I mean, he... Yeah, I mean, obviously Peter Cook was the greater comic brain but Dudley was very t- you know in his own way oh he was a, he was a brilliant musician brilliant musician and a great he was a brilliant comedian great very charming yeah 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 and there's a lot to be yeah. said for being very charming yeah I mean they put him in not very good Hollywood films but he made the most of it mm. he was good yeah um like Arthur and that don't think it's a great film but or, or 10 but Dudley was mm. you know he, he himself was very charismatic and all mm. that in it but yeah I think you're right it's sort of ruined peter mm. him him getting all that success i mean i heard um a quote like if you met someone said that if you met peter cook at Cam- it, it was cambridge wasn't it, it mm. at cambridge when he was a kid you couldn't help but fall in love with him you know he was just like you know the most charismatic person ever He's a famous line, of course. Peter Cook, do you have any regrets? Yes, I regret saving David Frost when he was drowning. <laughs> it's a great. <laughs> it's, it's a great. He did say he yeah. saved his life. Listen, thank you very much for that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. It's a radio lock in. Hashtag radio lock in. Um, online firm Mad About Costumes is also offering a black Nazi Gestapo style uniform with matching peaks cap and a red armband. What do you reckon to that line too? 
Hello, how are you? I'm good, very good. Line two, how are you? Amazing. Um, why are you- why? About the Nazis. Yeah, hang on a second, Harry. Um, when, when is the Sabbath? Sabbath is on Saturday. Oh, okay. I thought- I thought what- I thought you weren't allowed to phone us on a Friday. Friday night. Friday night. Yeah, but it's Friday- Starts. Oh, it starts Friday night. So, but even though it's Friday yeah, now, it's sunset. Oh, okay. Sunset. All right. In that case, fill your boots, buddy. What you got for us? Um, I think a bit off the mark about the Nazis. I think what they're upset about is the principle of dressing up as someone who did terrible things. Right. Who? Who? Okay. Let's clarify. Who are they? The Nazis. No, you um, said you said what they are upset about. Who are they? Um, the media. Be more, I don't like that term because it doesn't mean anything. Be more specific. You mean, do you mean this newspaper well, well, article? Yeah. Okay, right. So, uh, I, I don't, I don't really hold of, of any, of anything in particular about this story. Mm. But I just think that, um, it's not that we shouldn't dress up like them because stuff happened because of them. It's just what they've done. For example, if, mm. If someone's little kid um, dressed up as, um, heaven forbid, but a serial raper. What? Um, I don't think everyone would be very happy about that. I, one of the funniest things I've ever seen, I'm going to say it, there's a show called Wonder Shows Em, which is, 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 is billed as a children's television show. It's not, it's an adult show. But it's like Sesame Street done for adults. And there is a very funny clip, and it's a kid, and he's about ten, and he's dressed up as Hitler doing Vox Pops. And, I know, I know. It's, it is, it is, it is very, very funny. (coughs) It's funny. And it made me laugh a lot. I can't remember actually what's said in it, but it made me laugh a lot. And we do have a history in this country of lampooning the Nazis. Aloha Low, for instance, which is what Paul Holly was was dressing up as. He wasn't dressing up as a Nazi, he was dressing up as as, as a Nazi character from Aloha Low. Aloha Low it's English people dressing up as Nazis and doing the typical German accents. <laughs> we have ways of making you talk. Doing that. To and ridicule them. Yeah, it's pantomime. They are, they, uh, we, we make that. them so, pantomime. So, right, so take, taking the mickey out of them, no problem with that. Full, <laughs> go full ahead. Right. But if, if someone can dress up as someone else, what? In an uh, admiring way, and that couldn't be a problem. Oh, in an admiring way. I would have a problem with someone dressing up as a Nazi because they agreed with, with their uh, horrific politics and the, the, you right. know, the extermination right. policies that they had. Right. I would certainly have a problem with that. But it is, is, but going to a fancy dress party, doesn't that, f- uh, dressed as a Nazi, doesn't that fall more into the allo-allo side of things as opposed yeah. to the Hitler Youth yeah. side of things? <coughs> um, yeah, I suppose so. I don't know, I don't know the answer. I'm not saying this, I'm just just putting this forward as an argument. I don't know the answer. Right. I understand. I I just think it's very, um, for kids, it's very hard to distinguish between the two reasons why someone might dress up as a Nazi. But but why, I don't know, who's dressing, who's dressing children up as Nazis? Let's say, let's say a kid would on Halloween. Would you be happy with that? Mm, Um... Yeah, that would make me slightly uncomfortable, yes. Well, you know why? Because when kids dress up, it is because they're pretending to be that person. They're not taking mm-hmm. the mickey, are they? Kids don't really yeah, they, get that. They can't, 
they can't they can't tell the difference my head is my head is exploding with so many um, ramifications and thoughts when my children dress up they are being that person yes and i they wouldn't know the they his, wouldn't be able to so what age then are we allowed to dress up as nazis 21 <laughs> i don't know it's, it, yeah, that's kind of the next question isn't it it's teenage 18, 21. It's teenage isn't it where you can get that no, kind of you, ridiculing thing. You can understand at ten years old what happened in the in Auschwitz. I don't think you can understand the enormity. I don't think a ten year old can understand the enormity. I don't, of I don't it. think we can. I mean, I went there twice, and well, I, was still I, I think I time. I think we would have a better grasp of the enormity. I think that myself as a forty four year old man um, who has seen life and death uh, would have a, a better grasp of it than a 10-year-old child, but yes, you're right, I probably still would not Definitely, be able to completely... They, they would still understand that the Nazis did a lot of bad things. Yeah. But so, it's, isn't it all about context and who your audience is? Right, yeah, it's true. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't... Mm. You wouldn't go down to a synagogue wearing it. <laughs> no. But if, but if you're having Hang a, a low-a-low party or a... Right. Um, you know... I wouldn't, I wouldn't dress up as a Nazi full stop. No, I, um, I would, but... It's an interesting one, isn't it? But if someone was, uh, I, and they were taking the mickey out of them and I was enjoying myself, I doubt, I doubt I'd say anything. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't look up to them, but... A jihadist? No, definitely not. No, I'm not, I'm not asking if you are. What? <laughs> would, would you dress up, would, would, what would, would you be offended if you saw someone dressed up as a jihadist? I mean, you, you would have to be pretty ripe to do it at the moment when, when, you know, the terror alert is so high. But if you saw someone dressed up as a jihadist, would you be offended? It depends in what context. It's all, it's they're all going, the they're going trick-or-treating and they're, not, they're off to a, a Halloween party. I would rather not. All right, yeah. well, here's all right. Another funny thing I've seen, and I can't remember the context. Right, Frank Skinner, twenty years ago, no, not even twenty years ago. After nine eleven, I'm sure it was after nine eleven. Uh, on his chat show, did like a spoof of "You've Been Framed," and it was him dressed as Osama bin Laden falling down some stairs or something. It was after nine eleven, and everyone laughing hysterically. Is that offensive, Osama bin Laden? Um, to Muslims, yes, maybe, whatever. No, no I don't think it would be offensive. People, no, definitely not. Mm. Monty Python, you know, like, Lane, what, Lane what is reminding me doing. Monty Python did a lot of Hitler stuff. A lot of dressing up well, they were the, they were the, um, yeah, they were the baddies of that. Those kids used to play war games, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, I've used to play war games against the Germans. Mm. And I was born in 1973. Yeah. And I was doing it. Yeah. Um... Harry, thanks for that. I'm glad you've started calling us again, mate. I enjoy your calls. That's cool. Take care, man. Speak to you next week. Enjoy talking to you. Bye-bye. We started off light. We got a bit heavy. And I think we're allowed to to do that. I like these lock-ins. Maybe next week. I know it's tricky because you've got to get up to take the kids to school and stuff. I haven't got to do it tomorrow. Yeah, but I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be knackered anyway. Might no, as well but I'm make just it thinking. I, well, I'd really like to do. I'd really like to do one that's a, that's a couple of hours at some point. But I'm just aware that it does make because you've got further to go than me. You've mm-hmm. got to take the kids to school. I've not had to take the kids to school this week, um, and I, I, I'll be home in an hour. So, you know, it would be. Um, but I want to do one all through the night. Is what I'm saying. I've got a feeling that. Um, I've got a feeling that they're keeping over at their grandparents one night next week. Okay, then maybe we do one all through the night. Sam's face is going, oh, Jesus, God, really? You've got to be kidding me. Um, Dear listener, 
I think we've come to a natural end. This feels a much better way of ending the show. By coincidence, it's 54 minutes again, which I think it was on Tuesday. This was a much better way of ending the show. It just feels that we've kind of, like a boat uh, landing on the on the beach. It just feels like we've, we've come to a natural conclusion. Um, we're not going to do this every night. We're not even going to do this every week. We're going to do it when it feels right to do it. We're going to keep the show going on a bit longer. And for, for that, I'm grateful that Sam is sticking around and that Kath is sticking around uh, and that we've had so many callers and you chose to stick around. We'll be back tonight at 10 o'clock as per usual don't forget to download the podcasts and listen to this this is a really clunky switch i'm going to click my fingers and we're going to go straight to talk sport are you ready are you ready